Yo, what's up guys and gals? Tonight's Gravity Lab Radio is brought to you by Jellyflea Creative. Jellyflea.com is a great group of people, great friends. Actually, I've known Kyle Henderson, the principal, the owner, the founder for quite a while. Kyle is actually the owner and their lead web designer. He co-owns the uh, he, he co-runs and co-owns the company with his partner in crime, his wife Christina Henderson, who also works with marketing for the company. She's been working social media services, comprehensive marketing plans from startup to gas and oil, you name it, she's done it. She's been super involved. They do a bit of everything. They've got graphic designers on their team, digital marketing. They've even got a wonderful photographer, a buddy of ours named Daniel Angulo. You've actually heard of Daniel on the show. Whether you're looking for web design, logo and graphic design, web hosting, Jellyflea is actually the web host for the Rating Center. Uh, Gravity Lab Radio, we actually have a podcast-specific host that's a little bit different when we're talking about hosting this kind of media and when what's needed for a podcast server. Uh, but Kyle does take care of all our needs for the Rating Center. Currently in the middle of a website redesign, he has done a stellar job. That project is a little bit stalled. Thanks to you, true, uh, yours truly, I just have not had a chance to uh, finish proofreading what I need and just fill in the rest of my content. Uh, but he did a great job of knocking it out of the ballpark, getting it to me right away. Uh, he also gets uh, hosting for me done. I had had a host for many years of different types. I have struggled a lot with good web hosting. The thing that I immediately had from Kyle was number one, fast web response. In other words, people would go to my website and immediately get response back, immediately get the, the page to load up, where with other hosts I had, the pages would load super slowly. Also, phenomenal response and customer service. Anytime I've had an issue, which really have been few and far between and usually self-inflicted, Kyle and his team get back to me right away. They care, they love what they do, and they want to make sure you're represented well. Marketing services, search engine optimization, you name it, they can take care of you. Go check out Jellyflea.com. Go see what the guys at Jellyflea and the gals at Jellyflea are about. They're an award-winning web design company. They've actually won Best Web Designers in Houston in 2018, Top Web Design Agencies in 2017. They can crush it for you. Gravity Lab Radio is also brought to you by the Rating Center. The Rating Center, we are a full-time rating school. We run coach courses, tandem courses, AFF instructor rating courses. Actually, this week, right now, we're running two of those at the same time, tandem and AFF. We have six examiners currently. We are working right now actively with adding our seventh examiner. We are in the middle of that conversation. Super good dude. I can't wait to announce this uh, new addition to our team. But right now, a guy named Chris Vidala, guy named Henry or Hank Pruitt, Valerie Marvin, yet the one and only, Aaron, 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 oh my God, I'm sorry, Aaron, Aaron Dita Sanchez. Uh, these are a lot of who's on our team. Uh, Daniel McLaurin is finishing his coach examiner rating, running our Dallas campus. We've got one or two other guys coming in, but passion is what it's about. Skydiving has given me my life. You listen to the show, you know how I feel about this sport, and I want to give back as much as I can. I've given back a lot of my time, but growing a bigger team to grow more people, we can give back exponentially. And I've done my best to find people who care about the sport as much or more than I do. And man, these are some of the best guys and gals that I can find. 
if you're looking to earn your rating, if you're looking to go through and get properly trained and properly qualified, I promise you there's other great companies out there. But I also will tell you, you will have a great time and you will find the best at the rating center. We are not the only, but we are amongst those best people. I can't be arrogant and say, God, there's no way we can be the only, the best. But my gosh, we are up there with the rest of them. So give us a check out the ratingscenter.com on the interwebs. You can find the rating center on Facebook and on the gram, Instagram, IG. Go check it out. Hit us up. Whether you're looking for canopy courses, coach courses, AFF courses, tandem courses, you name it, we can take care of you. We even have a few guys who we consult with for tunnel instruction. So if you're looking for any type of tunnel coaching, free fall, or excuse me, belly, free fly, instructor training. We specialize instructor training in the tunnel for skydiving training, not instructor uh, tunnel instructor training. Give us a holler. Check us out. You can reach us at trc at theratingcenter.com. See our website. Do what you got to do. Guys and gals, tonight we have a guest on, a really good buddy of ours, a guy named Rabbit Stabe, MS Rabbit Stabe. Rabbit has been a longtime friend of mine. It's the third time he's visited the show. He's been driving Uber lately. We're going to talk a little bit about Uber. We're going to get a little bit into Nick's sick tats, brah, and uh, just have a little bit of fun. As you know, we go all over the place, and as Rabbit likes to say, we're going to go down the rabbit hole. Enjoy the show. I'm the target of a meat missile going 150 miles an hour plus. That got really exciting all of a sudden. I'm doing canopy safety. Um, I drive like an Asian, so I don't know if it's the most appropriate thing ever. I'm killing it. Utah, give me two. You are listening to Gravity Lab Radio, hosted by DJ Marvin and Nicholas Lott. Produced by Justin Grubbs. Have we talked about skydiving the whole time? Dude, I thought it was, um, I thought it was badass. We are recording though, and now we are live, gentlemen. Gentlemen, live and recording. Yes. Rabbit Stibe, <laughs> how are you doing, buddy? How, do, how we? How did? You, oh, I forgot my glasses. Yeah, sometimes you just got to wear sunglasses inside. Oh, that would have been good. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you know this man. He flies your planes. He flies your heart. He drives you crazy. Yes. Rabbit Stive. How are you doing? Dude, how have you been doing, brother? Uh, I have been busy all over the freaking country and loving it. So I'm really curious. I've been waiting to ask you since you showed up today. Okay. How was your day? Uh, <laughs> you know what? I didn't Uber today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what did you do today? Oh, what, what did I? Ernie oh. is what I'm curious about. Oh, Lou and I, no, not today. Yesterday we, we did some serious time. But today's big event was um, uh, playing Division Two with Eric. I thought Lou Dog was showing today. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a trick. It's uh, uh, July eighteenth through whatever the weekend is. So I, they tricked me. Okay, uh, he was supposed to show today, and that would have been a great lead-in. Maybe we should tell the world that we're talking about your dog. Yeah, yeah. So Ernie Lou is a really dope dog. There we go. What kind of dog is Ernie Lou? He's an Australian cattle dog, a red healer. Uh, Like a blue healer, only red. (laughs) My people. So uh, an Australian cattle dog, uh, what they do is they they herd cattle. They help the the herders herd the cattle. Uh, Real aggressive herding dogs. bred in the outback and now uh, just a pet for me but the owner uh, the co-owner along with me also the breeder wanted to show him to 
get him his title for uh, championship and then be able to breed him later on. So we got to go backwards just a little bit to the sure. co-owner statement. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite questions I hear people ask you all the time, like, what's he mixed with? And right. the answer is? Nothing. Nothing. He's, uh, mom. he's mixed with uh, my mom. <laughs> hey, that was him. Don't look oh, at me. Was that Justin? <laughs> no, that was him. That was Mr. G. <laughs> you need to take a couple more sips of that drink. No, as and, a, as and a the, response, you say your mom. They'll totally do it. Yeah, he's uh, purebred, which means he's been bred with other uh, purebred. Um, if I say um one more time, can you kick me? Can you reach me from here? Because no, I hate doing I get that. It. I'll get there. I can throw a, a small piece of cheese oh, at you. Oh, can you wave your hands? I can do that. <laughs> there you go. That'll work. <laughs> so, no, he's he's a purebred uh, under a long lineage. There's been a problem with uh, Australian cattle dogs for having weak hips. So, Kerry Hamilton, the, the breeder that I bought him from, is working really hard in order to take the, the weakness out of the hips of this dog so that he becomes a, a better bred dog. So one of the things you said, and I'm, I'm a little more curious. We've had this conversation privately, but I still don't get it. You say co-owner. Yes. So when you actually buy Ernie? I bought him. I, I, you call, he's Lou Dog. He's Ernie Lou. Yeah. I like calling him Ernie. Yeah. And when, you, when, you, when you get Ernie Lou, really you bought him. Really he's your dog. Correct. But they keep rights to do whatever they need to. Yeah, what, what Kerry said is um, he's a really nice line, and he wanted to keep Ernie. Uh, Ernie, well, let, let's talk about that for a second, and then I'll get back on go to for it, him. Man. Uh, Ernie, <laughs> down the rabbit hole. Here we go. <laughs> yes. Are you ready? <laughs> We've been talking about that one, too. Um, when I went to, to get Ernie Lou, originally, uh, there were like five dogs in the pen, and they were all about the same age, a couple of months old. And I asked him if I could go into the pen with him and see who was attracted to me more than who I was attracted to. So I went into the pen to check out the dogs, and of the five, there were two of them that immediately just started playing catch with me. One was the dominant alpha male, and the other one was Ernie. Now, Ernie was the kennel name of the dog, so that's what Carrie, the owner, the, the breeder, named him. So he could go, well, that one's Ernie, that one's Joe, that one's Harry, whatever. So when I got in there, Ernie was playing sticks with me, and then the alpha dog, he left, and Ernie kept playing with me. And so I went, that's the dog I want, because he's the one that came to me, not the one I went to get. So... He says, well, okay, well, I've got this one and this one and this one. And I said, what about that red one right there? What about Ernie? He says, yeah, you know, I want to keep Ernie to put into my breeding program because he's got really excellent lines. Uh, he's got excellent mouth. His uh, movement's really nice. Uh, so I, I really want to keep him. I said, well, what can we do that I can have Ernie Lou have Ernie for myself, and he says, well, what we can do is we can co-own him, and you have to promise never to have him snip so that I can breed him later on, and you have to let me have him a couple of weeks a year to put in dog shows so that we can get him his title, and we're going to have to put all of this under contract. And I said, well, okay, let, let me get this straight. Um... You're going to want to breed him, so I'm going to have children of my dog. And you want to put him in a dog show so he can be a champion or grand champion 
Australian <laughs> cattle dog, and you want to co-own it so that if something happens to me, the dog won't go to wherever. It'll come back to carry. I said, okay, where, where do I sign? <laughs> Where's the downside in it? So his actual real name was Ernie. You added Lou? Yes, and Lou came from the subline. Lou dog, dog in the van. my van. Yep. Oh, yeah. Man, so I've always just called him Ernie just because I like the name. Sure. I had no clue that was, and I've spent a lot of time with you and Ernie Lou. Right. Uh, I had no fucking clue, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, this will be his second show. This will be his second show. His first show was a specialty show specifically for Australian cattle dogs held in Belton uh, September of last year, mm-hmm. uh, of which he got two first places, one for uh, winner of not best in breed, best in class, mm-hmm. and the second one was sweepstakes. So they kind of have a a sweepstakes where everybody pitches in a little bit and let's run the dogs through. So he got po- didn't get points for either one toward his championship because his next one would have been next uh, best in breed and then best in show. And those would have got points toward his, his championship, but he didn't get that. This show that he's going to is at the Energy Center. Energy mm-hmm. Center. Excuse me, and that'll be later. The one I'm talking about later in July that I thought he was doing this weekend, starting today, and that is a, a pretty big show from what Carrie tells me, and I forgot the name of it. I could probably look it up on my phone and find out, but but there, there's quite a bit of training that goes into a dog that that goes to a show like this. Is that not true? That uh, they have to be pretty disciplined, pretty well behaved. Um, that. I'm going to I'm going to have to say no because when he went in at 9 months, 8 months old for his first show, mm-hmm. he didn't have any training. Okay, so are they not judged on behavior at all, just uh just appearance? Uh they're judged on behavior as well. Um but I don't think that that is the primary. It's mostly appearance uh and confirmation. So is he tall enough? Is he walk right? Does he keep his head up? Does he keep his tail down? Stuff like that. As far as behavior goes, don't bite any other dogs. You know, don't bite any people. Don't poop in the ring. Uh, you know, stuff like that. And I don't think I'd pass. Maybe that poop thing. So I, I, I little bit disagree. I don't have a lot of experience, but I got to take Rabbit, or I got to take Ernie to the first show with Rabbit mm-hmm. and drop him off. And one of the things uh, Doc Sherry, a friend of ours, was doing was walking Lou Dog around and making sure he could walk in the ring or present well. So there's got to be some level of good behavior because he's got to follow commands. He's got to be with the handler the whole time. Well, he was talking about training. Yeah, there there is some behavioral issues you don't want to, and you want him to be able to walk around, strut his stuff. Yeah. Um, but I never actually, you know, okay, I want you to stand right here. I want you to put your head up. You know, that kind of training I've never done. And Doc Sherry was the first time that he had been handled in a ring. So actual training, no. Behavior, yeah, you want a certain behavior, a certain movement out of your dog. So here's the deal with Ernie Liu, is He is one inch too tall for the standard for his breed. He's supposed to be 18 to 20 inches. He's 21 inches tall, which means he's large. Story of your life. Mm. Too large. Yeah. And <laughs> Extra inches all over the place. That's I get what I that heard. All the time. 
Uh, it is for the bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. G, I miss you, bro. I miss you. That was a dog reference, rabbit. Where you, where you been, Get your Justin? mind out of the gutter. <laughs> Way too busy pretending to be a grown-up. I'm going to take one second real, real quick, and I'm going to apologize to you right now. So we went through a new system where we've learned, I've learned how to master and get better audio levels out of the show. Yeah. And when I got these better audio levels, I'm paying for a service. I uh, found out, like, well, we need to master the intro. So I threw out the intro, and I got all the levels for everything going pretty good. Yeah. I followed up and listened to portions of the show. I'm like, man, this sounds so much better. And after the second or third show I did, my sister calls me. What happened to Justin? What are you talking about? Where's Justin at? Well, yeah. he's just been off for a while. He's still on the show, right? Yeah, why would you ask? Because you took him out of the intro. And you know the new intro we got oh, with yeah. you as a producer? I mastered the old <laughs> intro, not the new. Fucker. <laughs> and I've actually been called out on it. So Justin, what, what is it with you and DJ's sister? What's, <laughs> I don't know. what's, what's uh, going actually, on? Actually, yeah, get, get <laughs> yeah. off my Kool Aid, son. Oh, that's yeah, his that's thing. Oh. <laughs> that's all Nick right there. I, I don't know if she'd ever said, hey, how come Nick's still in there? Uh, she, never, she never even no, mentioned No woman it. has ever <laughs> asked if I was <laughs> still in there. <laughs> because they would know. Actually, Nick and my sister have a thing. When I say a thing, a very friendly banter. Sure. So for real, Debbie and, and Nick, there, there's definitely, they ask about each other all the time. At this point, I think as the joke goes. Nick, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step on your. It's, it's okay. I forgive you. You know. I, I get it. You didn't know. It's cool. Yeah, I won't hold it against His side girl. Yes. <laughs> sorry, Debbie. <laughs> sorry about my friends. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> so Ernie Lou's just a little too big is what you were saying. Right, right. And uh, from what the handler, Jan, uh, were you at the airport? Carrie and Jan came over to check out what Ernie Lou looked like to see if he was going to be something that they'd want to put into a show because they hadn't seen him since he was eight months old going to Belton. So that uh, Carrie's the owner uh, breeder and Jan is the handler who's going to show her. Uh, yeah, Belton. you did. You met her. You met her in Belton. We we were hanging out with her while Doc Sherry was working with Lou. That's exactly right. Okay, okay so that's Jan. Yeah, yeah, nice and, lady. And Jan's uh, Jan's going to show him on Thursday and Friday, and then we're looking for somebody to show him on Saturday and Sunday. Carrie said, "Worst case scenario, I'll go show him myself." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> that's kind of cool." So they went out with a uh, called a wicker to measure the height of the dog, and he's one inch too tall at the shoulders. And one of the comments they said was. He moves really, really well. He's got good movement. He's got good form. His body is great. He's just one inch too tall, which means he's showable. And the judges will take into account the extra height compared to the other dogs, and that'll come into play as well. So he's got size and motion in the ocean. Yeah. So we're, <laughs> we're back to what Nick was talking about, the the training versus the the handling of the dog mm-hmm. and he's got really good good movement is what they're they're telling me so he's worthy of being shown are you uh planning on ever showing him yourself is that something you want to do you know that's something that jan brought up and originally no i just wanted a pet i wanted a friend i wanted somebody a companion you know somebody yeah. to, that would hang out with me and not bitch about it the whole time <laughs> and he doesn't so it, so he does he does hang out with me and it's really great. That's all I was interested in. 
now that he's been through a show and I've seen that excitement and getting the ribbons, I'm considering it now. Dude, you were jacked up when we were in San Marcos together. Oh. You were jacked up about that show. And when he got those ribbons, dude, I knew. And I was also curious. I was pretty jacked. Yeah. I would love to see you do it, man. I, I think that other passion, you know, skydiving is a passion we all have. But having other passions, other hobbies, I think are super important for us. Sure. I think you should, dude. Oh, we are talking about skydiving. This whole time. Wait, this were we talking about skydiving? <laughs> this whole this time. Whole time. <laughs> I'm going to be the only one that doesn't say it. So wh- what, do you and, uh, what do you and Ernie Lou do together? What do you guys do when you're hanging out? Oh, Melvin. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hold on. Before, before I answer before that. Before you answer the question, what you, you need, G? Pass Balvini. my alcoholic friend, that front left bottle. Yep. Yeah, you, you are the bomb, brother. Okay. Here, I'm here for you. Balvini. Okay, so uh, a lot of that uh, is a little bit of training, and training just to get him to listen to me, but a lot of that is hiking. We like to go hike together. Mm-hmm. Um, Where do you guys go hiking in the uh, flat Texas area? Uh, yeah, around here, not a lot. So it's been down at the beach. Okay. It's, uh, our, our favorite hiking spot is the Brazos Bend State Park. And so far, I think we've hit all but about three trails, and the three trails were shut down. So I haven't been able to get back in there and hit those trails, but we've hit almost every trail in Brazos Bend State Park just doing... Do you keep them on leash there? I was about to say you're worried about gators. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm supposed to, and we, we... I know where the gators hang out and where they don't, and where they don't, the hogs hang out. So he's gotten really good at staying within, well, I call it my circle. So he's really good about staying within, you know, about 10, 15 feet of me all the time. So when he does that and no one's around and there's no park rangers, okay, he gets off the leash and he'll, he'll go sniff around and do his thing. But most of the time I got that retractable leash. It's mm-hmm. 26 foot long. And so I, I just keep him on that just because... I don't. I don't want to lose him for stupidity. Gator bait. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't know Brazos Bend State Park is a, is a park near our drop zone that is full of alligators. Full three hundred. I think they said there's three hundred alligators oh, in the park. Damn, dude. I, I've I've almost run over one on a bicycle at night. Not night. Dusk. Um, so we were riding Val and I first time in that park, riding our bikes, having a good time. Oh, nice. We go off on one of the trails that we're like, hey, we're going to go around this like little lake part. You know, swamp is the better word. Yeah. And dude, last second I see this gator, we swerve and it's just as like, in my mind, it was 30 feet long. It might've been. No, no, knowing the size of the trail, it was about six feet wide, six feet long. It's like, okay. Because the trail we were Basically in, the same size. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> same. It's 30 feet long in my story. I promise. How many inches is that? Uh, well, that's <laughs> six, right? So we're going to multiply that. Yeah. Yeah. But man, it, that's, it's scary. So Lou Dog, I was really curious. How did you get confused this weekend was going to be the show? When they came in, I thought I heard them talking about the energy show this weekend and Apparently, this weekend was not this. It was some other weekend. So I had I had it in my mind right up until the point where I sent Jan a note and I said, "Should I take him to the groomer and you know have him spit shine?" And she goes, "Yeah, definitely. A few days before you should." And I said, "Well, isn't it this weekend?" I'll, oh no, I said, I'll, "Well, I'll handle it tomorrow then." And she goes, "Well, the show's not until the 18th." I was like. 
I've been <laughs> telling everybody. I've been telling everybody that it's going to be this weekend. And I was wrong. Yeah, it's all good, man. So that's where I hit it. That's where I hit it wrong. So I, for those of you listening, I appreciate our rabbit hole chase down the rabbit hole. Uh, but real thing we brought you in today is I want to yep. talk a little bit about you, the diver driver, the mm-hmm. jumper dumper, whatever you want to call it. And uh, <laughs> then we're going to compare it to your stories on Uber and Lyft. You've been uh, okay. doing a little bit of fun stuff lately. Uh, so here's what happened is my brother in California, um, Troy, uh, started doing Uber and Lyft out there. He was first. And he started telling me stories about, oh, yeah, I picked up four drunks this last time, and she almost threw up. And I, so I rolled down the windows, and, and as soon as she started going, oh, I don't feel good, I'd pull over, and she'd throw up outside the door. And I was like, oh, that sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna, I've done that. I want to go do that. I want to go drive people around. And then he would go, yeah, I made... Thirty dollars on Lyft and and twenty dollars on on uh, Uber. So I had a fifty dollar night for working three hours, driving around for three hours. So I went okay. Well, I'm going to sign everything up. I signed everything up, and then they sent me out of town. So when I got back from out of town, I went. Oh, you know what? I got I got a few hours. I'm going to I'm going to try this out. So I turned on my apps and off I went and picked up my my first ride. Oh, I almost had her name, too, because it was really fun. My first ride for that night was also my last ride for that night. I picked up this girl at her house and took her to the gym, went and did some more rides, and when I came back, and I was, like, headed to the house. I'm headed to the house. I even had it set up to where all my rides would take me closer to the house, and sure enough, picked her back up at the gym and took her back to the house. So that was kind of cool for for the How long day. is her ride each way? I'm just thinking of what that adds to the cost of going to the gym. Uh, for her, it wasn't it wasn't that far. So I got paid like three and a half bucks, and probably costed her five bucks. Okay, to get the ride, but you know, ten bucks to round trip the gym. Yeah, it's not terrible. What, it, what's what's an average fare? Um, boy, you know, it ranges anywhere from about three and a half bucks to I think my highest one was thirty five dollars. How far was that thirty five dollar ride? That was from downtown medical center out to Katy. So it was about half an hour for maybe forty five minute ride. I was gonna say there. I've done ones from League City to the airport bush. Oh, and, that's a good one. And that was forty something dollars. Uh, of that forty dollars, the Lyft driver probably got thirty. Okay. About seventy five percent. Seventy five percent. About. Okay. About. So first of all, you picked her back up. Did you is that an arrangement y'all had or was it coincidence? Co total coincidence. That's badass. And what was funny is she got in and I just started laughing. She goes, What's up? I said, You'd never believe what happened. Today is my first day driving for Uber. And she goes, Really? And I said, Yeah, and you were my first ride ever for me driving Uber. And I'm on my way home. I'm going to shut off the app after I drop you off. So you're my first and my last ride on my first day driving Uber. She's like, oh, that's so cool. So we started a conversation. Taking her there, like most of the people that ride with me, they get in the back seat. They get on their phone. You know, I got a little charger sticking out the back. So they plug in their phone. They got a little power. They're on their phone texting or doing whatever. Rarely talk. I would say... 60 to 70 percent of my riders are like that kind of like my skydivers you know they get in the back and they get on their phones and 
Yeah, like that. Don't ever talk to the pilot up front unless, you know, the door blew in or something. <laughs> or blew out. <laughs> or blew out. Or they want to know yep. jump run speed on the climb. So. Oh, yeah. What's ground speed? <laughs> What's ground speed? What's ground speed? Some of those pilots are friendlier than others. I don't know. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not one of the friendly ones. I'm the one that's turned in the back. Go, you shut up. <laughs> I think you were in the plane. I think I did this to you recently. I, I've been doing this recently in the plane, getting the group to start chanting the pilot's name. Rabbit. Oh. Rabbit. <laughs> we, I, we did that to you, haven't we? Once. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jorge's got it a few times. And man, um, do you know why I do that? Because Randy used to be the only one that would get that? No, because A, people should know who the fuck the pilot is, right? (laughs) You are are giving us a ride, and you're giving us a safe ride. Yeah. And, man, we should show you some appreciation. Like, A, we should know who you are. B, we should appreciate who you are. I was taught as a brand new jumper, always thank your pilot at the end of the day. And I'm sure you've noticed this. Anytime I sit near the pilot, I always give a, thanks, Rabbit. Yeah, I hear that. And, dude, it means the world to it, thank your pilot. It means the world to me to, to hear it. it I, as you were mentioning that, I was thinking in my head, because I can, because I'm not drinking anything but Monster tonight, that if you don't know who I am, that means I'm doing a great job. Because if I'm screwing everything up, the first thing you want to know is, who the hell is screwing things up up front? So if you don't know who I am, that's why I don't mind the anonymity of being up front most of the time. I uh, I love that approach. A lot of jumpers are like, man, you didn't see my landing. You don't, you, you don't watch me land? I'm like, that's probably a good thing, bro. <laughs> I got enough people I need to watch land that you don't want me. If, you're, if I'm watching you, you're super badass or you're... Super <laughs> bad. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> man. But show love to that pilot. Say thank you on the way up. Yeah. I want to get back to that Uber people. So one of the questions, I found out Rabbit drives Uber the other day when him and I went to ramen. We were going to Jinya. I found out he's driving Uber. I'm like, oh my God, I have 20 questions I can't ask him right now. <laughs> and one of my first questions I wanted to ask is, do passengers ever ride up front with you? Uh, very uh, not often. What the, how's, what's the kind very of... Very rarely. Are there rules about this? Yeah. Like when you sign no. up for Uber, do they say, hey, this is allowed, this is allowed? No. I mean, no. In fact, I, I kind of prefer that they would sit up front just because I tend to have conversations with people that sit up front. And one of the reasons that I like doing Uber Lyft is every once in a while, I get somebody in the back that wants to engage in conversation. So I have, what I say, 60, 70%. Don't say anything. They just sit in the back. I got one girl that I, I'll tell, tell you about, her, Jade, later. But she sits in the back and goes to sleep. And I've I've taken her twice. That's why I say she does this. Um, every once in a while, you'll get somebody that gets in, and all they do is talk. So the conversation is them talking, and you're in the front going, uh-huh, mm-hmm, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, so you've really taken DJ on a new road. Oh, I, oh I, you got a perfect time. He's so got a, happy had you spat that drink. He's got a mouthful of Coke in his mouth. I mean, a mouthful of soda in his Wait, mouth. Wait, that's right DJ? Now. That's, yes, this Holy is DJ's shit. clean face. <laughs> <laughs> that is Zevia. Dr. Zevia. Good one. Sorry. <laughs> you almost wore that sorry, shit, dude. Sorry, <laughs> sorry dude. Oh, that would have been so much better if you just spit it right in his face. <laughs> that was, I, I would have worn it with pride, honestly. <laughs> I only almost joked on it because it was funny. I, I, that was good only stuff. apologized for choking me not for the comment that's what yeah. she said <laughs> <laughs> 
title of your sex tape. <laughs> yeah. We're really trying to bring that back. We're bringing that in. Bring, we're All right, so you get some chatty Cathy's. Oh, okay. We got <laughs> so so we got some that'll sit in the back and just you know I, I've been going here. I I swear I'm not drunk. Take me back to my place. You know, take me back to my car because I'm not drunk. I'm not. Oh, nom 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 nom. And you smile, nod, and say yeah. Because, you know, you're working for your tip and you're trying to be polite. But they're saying, take me back to my car, like someone else called them this Uber? Yes, I've, I've had that one before. Okay. <laughs> Hammered. Come on, take me back to my car, really. Oh, I'm not, shit. I'll take you anywhere you want to go. You want to go back to your car? Have a ball. Get the heck out of my car. Um, but every once in a while, you'll get that conversation, that one where, so what do you do for a living? <laughs> well... uh I fly skydivers. Really? Tell me about it. And then I get to tell them about skydivers, and then I turn around, and, well, what do you do? Well, I'm an engineer, and I've always wanted to go skydiving. Well, I got the little pamphlet here. Oh, that's cool. That And they talk about how they've you know, grown up and always wanted to do this. It's on my bucket list. You know, we got a place right down the, down the street here. You can call me for an Uber there. <laughs> totally. Totally. So, I, and I how let, good of a, of a show let, might that be to be an Uber driver? And yeah. I'm sitting in the front with you with the camera. And the our goal is to say, "Hey, I know you were planning on, on going to this place, uh-huh. but we want to take you skydiving. Will you go?" <laughs> oh my god! And then we end up at the drop awesome. zone and throw them out of an airplane. Oh, wouldn't that be funny? Yeah. That would be phenomenal. I know somebody who could produce that video, and I know somebody who can drive that Uber. Oh, <laughs> how cool would it be for you to drive them on Uber and then fly them on the jump? Oh, and then oh, get out of yeah. the car. Like, hop out of the car, go yeah. into already running otter. Yeah. <laughs> We're not done yet. <laughs> oh, that, that could, I think that's a fun idea. That could totally be, that, that could totally be a scripted reality show. Don't yeah, we can fake it real easy. Yeah. Keep, but, a wa- keep a waiver in your car. Keep yeah. an iPad in your car with a video. Right. And just set it up and be like, dude, fill out the waiver. We'll get there. We'll get you geared up, and we'll get you going right away. Right. Man, that would be so cool. Get him out of the car. Both of us walk to the airplane. (laughs) Or, you know, walk right to the instructor, throw on some gear, walk right straight to the airplane. Yeah, that would be great if if it was basically pull up to the, you know, pull up to the drop zone, even pull through the fence up up to, like, VIP. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just someone with a harness and a jumpsuit. We gear you up. You've already signed the waiver, and off we go. How fun would that be? Dude? That would that would be that would be a nice production, Nick. Hello. Well, we should give it a shot. All right. That sounds like a great way to spend a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> if for sure, a weekday. So, rules of Uber: Are you allowed to have like cameras in your car? Uh, I have been in Ubers before. You're more of an Uber rider than than yeah, I am. Yeah, I've been in quite a few. That ha- they have dash cams. On the mirror that are pointing backwards. Yeah, they have like the front and rear, uh, similar to like some taxi drivers. Like they'll do it for protection, basically, or if something happens, then they have it recorded. Yeah. Uh, But I've also seen like some YouTube videos and stuff where they have uh, Ubers that kind of pull pranks on people and pull up in a fucking Lamborghini. Right. And they got GoPros all around that thing. (laughs) And hop in. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, cool. I wonder if you'd have to get just a model release or whatever from, from the person if you planned on. I'm I'm sure there's nothing in the Uber agreement when you I mean when I signed up for the app I guess that there are agreements with most of those apps but who reads that shit <laughs> but, but there's probably that. nothing that says oh we can use your image and likeness for whatever I'm I'm sure that that's not in the contract but uh yeah you can bring one piece of paper I'm sure that the 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 person who says 
yes to hey let's go skydiving it's probably not gonna be like okay no, but you can't put that video anywhere <laughs> <laughs> right i would hope i would hope you would think so but yeah you never know they're signing the skydiving waiver part so we can use the skydiving part. there we go yeah sure. they gotta Boom. sign that yeah. all right yeah, yeah. safe what, what's the oddest place that you've taken a person Ooh. Ooh, that's a that's a good one. Let's see. Dun, 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 dun. Jade. <laughs> we'll talk the about sleeper. Jade. This the sleeper. Um I picked her up at the house and she was in short shorts, tank top. I like Jade a, already. A tube top. Stripper name, stripper clothes. Looking. <laughs> we're, we're almost there. Oh. Did she smell like berries and sparkle? So I I, <laughs> I took her to uh, a med center that was uh, midway downtown. Uh, I mean, like a, a clinic area. STD test. I get it. <laughs> that, I, I'm, I'm not You're pointing I, to me like I fucking nailed I, it. I'm, I'm not saying I know what, what she was there for, but okay. And so I dropped her off and no big deal and, and left. A couple days later, I pick her up again, and it's Jade. And when I do my Uber, my brother and I use Marco Polo to talk to each other. And, okay, I'm picking up so-and-so. I'm supposed to take him to this place. Okay, I dropped him off at this place, and this is the conversation we had. Oh, yeah, it was a non- another non-talker. It was a chatty caddy, you know, whatever. Well, I went to pick up Jade for the second time. And I said, I'm picking up Jade again. I recognize this address, and, and it's it's right here in this area. I picked her up and I went, I wonder if I'm going to take her back to the, the medical center. You know, maybe, you know, she was going for a pregnancy test and she was going to, you know, find out or, you know. Abortion. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And so I pick her Terrible up. Terrible person. And off we go. Plan and B it was up. Plan A. It was up the uh, freeway <laughs> to a Whataburger. And so I pulled into the Whataburger. She gets out of my car and walks over to the parking lot, hops in another car and nice looking car and drives off and i went oh my god i'm a pimp i'm a pimp i'm driving around i'm driving yes. them around I was like, and i'm getting paid for it too i just don't have to offer protection oh and she lived in a nice house over there in that nice neighborhood and rabbit take care of you baby oh <laughs> you ain't got nothing to worry about oh it was one of that it was like i was like Oh, I want to go pick her up again. I wonder why she charges. Whoa. <laughs> How about I give you a ride for free, for girl? Free. Uh. <laughs> so that that was a pretty uh, that was a pretty odd drop off point. I'm I'm gonna have to say I've only been doing it for a couple of weeks, so it's not like I have a huge amount of experience. My brother, on the other hand, he. He's he's got story. He's been doing it for months, and he's got stories up the. It's like taxi cab confessions. Yeah, yeah, almost almost like taxi cab confessions. Which is where I'm like, okay, so maybe next week. <laughs> <laughs> There's always hope. So all the Ubers for the longest time I took were ordered by friends, and I just happened to be a passenger in the Uber. Right. And I'm like, like, hey, wait here. There's going to be a van. We're going to get in it. Okay, great. The first time I got in an Uber, I didn't know what an Uber was. I'm like. So this dude just picked us up in this van. What the fuck is this going <laughs> on? Who knows this guy? Is this your friend? <laughs> and that's when some of our buddies were explaining, like, yo, no, this is Uber. What's Uber? And they explained it to me. Sure. 
Um, recently, in how, da- how long ago was this? I'm curious. This isn't like last week, is it? No, it was um, 2017. All right, so two years, couple years. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was a couple right. years ago. I mean, it was still like, dude, I was, Uber I'd here. actually heard of Uber once before, and it was 2015. So all of my Uber experiences are PIA. The, the symposium. Yeah. 2015, I'm coming back from the symposium, and the girl sitting next to me was a chatty Kathy. Uh-huh. Super nice girl. She was cute. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. keep talking, girl. <laughs> so is there an Uber pickup here? I'm sorry. Is there a what here? An Uber pickup. Like a fast pickup? No, an Uber pickup. Like a super pickup? I know I'm asking her these questions. And she's like, no, Uber. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. She goes, it's a car service. I'm like, I have no clue what you're talking about. I'm so sorry. At that point, I felt old. She like just disowned me. had nothing to do with me. Uh, in 2017, we were in Chattanooga for PIA, and it was it was, yeah. it was, the, it was the L&B crew that introduces me to um, uh, Uber. And that's where I'm like, oh, that's what Uber is. Okay, this is great. And we actually, in Dallas, were told by a gal who picked us up, and, and she was the chatty Kathy, the driver. Super, oh. super chatty. But she was really nice, so we all, we all enjoyed talking to her. She found out we were all skydivers from all over. We had people from all over the world with us, and she was nice. But she said, if somebody throws up in my car, I get paid $250. I want to know. like, So somebody told me that's not feet. true. Somebody told me that is true. You looked at me like I'm crazy. I have not heard that clause. So they charge you a cleaning fee as a passenger. The uh, that's I, I've had someone do that before. I was with them, unfortunately. Uh, it was not me. I swear, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> as he raises but, his left hand. <laughs> well, am I supposed to do this one? I don't even know. Liar. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, they charged they charged him a, a cleaning fee for it, and the driver got paid basically like. I think it's like a retroactive thing, right? Because basically you're reserving it on your card. Yeah. Um, They go and have like a cleaning done and they have to prove it, whatever happens, and then it just gets billed, automatically just billed to your card. There there would be a reason for a camera right there. Yeah, exactly. For sure the cleaning fee would make sense. Like, do you know how much that one was? Not 100% sure. No, but I I don't think it was like... You were too drunk to remember. I don't think it was $250. Uh, I'm thinking it was like 100 something The guy was like, yeah, I'm a fucking idiot. I'm an asshole. I I deserve to pay 100 whatever dollars. Yeah, cool. He owned it, man. Yeah, yeah. He he was all about it. Plus, it was like on his fucking company card, so it didn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I threw up. I'm on the company card. Oh, yeah. I puked. There was another one where... um, So, uh, the same guy actually... Um, as one of the guys on the rodeo cook-off team, and we took an Uber to go get like some milk and stuff that we couldn't get uh, at the you know Houston uh, World Championship Barbecue Contest. Uh, went to go get milk, some other shit, and he accidentally knocked over the little. Uh, it was like a just a uh, like a liter or whatever the the small milk canister, and it just flooded the whole fucking like back seat. Uh, floorboard area, you know, it was one of those like <sighs> bowls, basically. <laughs> I can smell like, the sour oh milk. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. That. Like, it, it, you know, it, we weren't hammered or anything. We were just going to get milk to right. cook for the day. Uh, and the driver was like, "It's okay, you know, I'm, it's going to bill you a cleaning charge." And and basically, like, it it's it's fine for me because they're going to pay for my car to be cleaned, right. and I can get it like fully full on detailed, right. Uh, he wasn't too worried about it. He was really cool about it, actually. 
Uh, it was probably because we weren't wasted. And, and it, it wasn't vomit? Yeah, and it wasn't vomit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm thinking that's going to be a hard one. I mean, one. he was obviously pissed off, but he was cool about it. You know, he was less, uh, less pissed off than I would have been, that's for sure. You got to just start charging people cleaning fees. Don't say anything, you know? Ooh. Sure, most people are going to notice, but if they're drunk enough, <laughs> you can just get away with it. Yeah. Yeah, you puked it, in my it, car. I saw you were so drunk you didn't remember. If I were that type of person. <laughs> But yeah. I'm I'm kind of doing this because it, I I I feel on my side I'm helping somebody out, and I like that aspect of going and driving, and being someone's hero. Last night, for example, I picked up a girl that was broken down on the side of the road. AAA was there towing her car, and I came and picked her up, and she came in and. Oh, thank you so much for picking me up. Uh, I've been here for two hours. I'm trying to get to this party over at this bar. And, you know, got in the back, started talking on the phone. But she was really happy that there was somebody there that would come take care of her. Now, you know my Subaru. It's it's pretty nice. It's pretty nice in the back. Yeah, it's super clean. Well, and then I put waters back there so they have something to drink. She said she had a headache. That so, goes a long uh, way, like having the waters and shit for everybody. Yeah. Do you have mints in the door handle? Uh, you <laughs> son of a bitch. That is... We I think we talked about that. We at, did at, at one point. That the I'm chatty Kathy vomit girl. Yeah, that, yeah. She was the one who had. So we got in an Uber and there were dorm. There were mints in her door handle. And yeah. dude, like Rab and I were talking like Jolly Ranchers at night, mints during the day, like sure. party. You know, rave at night, party or work at day. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's going in uh, the uh, phone chargers. I got phone chargers that plug into my console, and then I got them sticking out the back. Those get used quite a bit. Dude, when you said that a little bit ago, I was like, I've not been in an Uber genius. who's done that, but I've been in an Uber and needed that. Well, the reason that I put it in there is because I took an Uber once. And when I got in, he had the charger sticking out the back. I was down to like 20%. I had a little ride to go. Plug that baby in. I was at like 35% by the time I got dropped off. I went, that's a great freaking idea. Do you have an Apple charger back there, or is it an Android charger? I have one of each. Oh, what a gentleman. Uh, and <laughs> and I've got my standby for my, uh, my uh, what is it, USB-C. So, you know, got the, the yeah. micro. I got the lightning cable, and then I got a C. So I'm covered pretty much for all phones. I'm going to charge my phone and my GoPro at the same time. Oh. I, you go always. I go it. <laughs> my Android's a USB-C. All the new ones are. Yeah. Yeah, mine too. Mine too. That, and that's why I got it. So I've got an extra cable. So if they went, oh, yeah, I'd like to charge my stuff, but you have the wrong cable. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Boom. Makes life I easy. I wrote with a guy once that had a little mini cooler. He had, like, freaking Gatorades and waters. Like, I gave that guy a big tip. I, I have the cooler awesome. in the back, and it's got Monster Energy drinks and oh, that's badass, cold yeah. water. So the tip part, I'm I'm super curious. I've tipped like I've only ordered the Uber myself a few times now. Yeah, but I've always tipped the Uber driver. How many people do, and how many people don't tip? Like I said, I've been doing this a couple of weeks, and all of my tips that I have gotten, which is probably ten percent of the riders will tip, have all done it through the app. I've I've never gotten a, a tip outside the app where they went here. Here's an extra five. You know bucks what? Fix. So I, you, you just say something, and, I, and it makes me – I process something real quickly when you sure. say that. When I go to a restaurant and I pay my bill by my credit card, I try to tip by cash. Right. Because then the, the server who's supposed to report that tip right. probably doesn't, and they take all that cash home in their pocket. Correct. Instead of either A, paying to the IRS, and or B, the restaurant taking a part of it. Correct. 
Does Uber take part of your tip, or do you get it all? I get it all. Okay. So at least that all goes to you. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So about 10% of riders tip in your experience so far? That's, that's, about, that's about correct. Wow, I'm surprised. I tip every time. Yeah. yeah. I, well, well, God dang, how come I don't pick you up every time then? Son of <laughs> you a Have you taken me a many Ubers, I've taken a handful. Do you tip? Only because it, it prompts me on the app. Otherwise, I would forget. And that's to, probably to me, to me. It doesn't. That's, that's probably how I do. Like yeah, the, it pops the, up and does like the rate and review and tip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And for yeah. for me, like the feel of it, for the most part, the interaction, I feel like I'm in in an Uber situation. I'm usually the one who's starting a conversation and keeping it going, and not because I'm like trying to talk. Just because I'm I'm usually the person that asks, like, oh, what what do you do when you're not driving Ubers? How long you been doing this? Right. So kind of the similar questions that we're, yeah, that sure. we're asking you, but. Uh, so it doesn't it doesn't feel like an interact like a service interaction that that would necessitate a tip. But then if the app asks me, yeah, I'll throw throw in a, something extra. I'm in the same boat. Like I'm very huge on what do you do when you're not driving Uber. I always like to ask where are you from. What do you do? Right. I just find it super curious to what kind of individual is driving Uber and picking up complete strangers. You know, I'm always curious to what's your motivation to it. I don't care if your motivation's money. Make some money, bro. If your motivation is the social experiment. I think that's a big part of yours, is a social experiment. Yeah. And half, the- half and, I'm going to go half and half. It, when I started out, uh-huh. it was curiosity of the stories that my brother had told me. What it has turned into is... It's finding it- Jade again. <laughs> that was him. That was him. That was me. You got to get these straight. <laughs> I, see, I need separation in the years because these two sound exactly... You sound different. Really? But. You do well. They, it's because we're white, and he's not. Uh, <laughs> oh, this guy! I missed that chow. <laughs> Dude, ha- have you met Elvin at the drop zone? Oh yeah, yeah. So first of all, he sat in on actually the first uh, uh, ground school. I thought. To find Jade again. Did you? Uh, <laughs> do you know who Elvin is? I know that you think about her every day. Rabbit, I, I, I do. Kind of do. Don't give me that shit when I call him in the car. Uh, Elvin. Elvin no. Way is his name. No. Yeah. I just. Where do you go when you hear Elvin Way? Yeah. Lord of the Rings or something, sure. man. Mordor. Sure. One does not yeah. simply go there. Dude, fucking Elvin is Mr. Chow from Hangover, man. Have you hung <laughs> out with that guy? It's the, exactly. No, yeah. he, he is. He's, he's like a skydiver from the 90s of like a little bit nerdy, a little bit cheesy, and just yeah. says a lot of like kind of crude and silly things him and i get along phenomenally <laughs> I bet you but it's do. weird because he's he's from china like he's very asian and so it's just weird he's got a reasonably thick accent and so he says a thing and it's like is this fucking guy serious yeah. <laughs> but he's just having a good time he'll walk straight up to you and go i'm sexy bitch <laughs> and straight up and say, this is sexy bitch. And then when he opens the door, he just starts humping the air. <laughs> like if he opens the door, he'll straight up just start humping the I, air. I wonder if he knows Jade. Oh. <laughs> Dude, you got to meet Elvin. Like Elvin is definitely one of the more interesting characters. Yeah. And uh, as perverse as I can be or as perverted as I can be, him and I have gotten along just fine. Okay. Just fine. So, um, have, have you picked up anyone who's made you feel unsafe? Uh, thinking back, no, no, no sketchy drunk guy who man's not got a gun. Not oh, I mean, not not, un, not unsafe. <laughs> it, I mean, like I mean, everybody's uh, got a gun. <laughs> well, and, and I and I carry my gun with me as well. But I've, I've, I've never that. went. 
fuck is my gun? Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it handy? Because I chamber it around, this right? Guy, this guy's <laughs> fucked up. No, uh, I haven't had in any of those. And bitch better have my I, money. I get that question a lot from my, uh, not a lot, uh, every once in a while from my passengers. Mm-hmm. All right, do you, have you ever had any problems? You know, I'm like, I'm sure somewhere down the line I'm going to, but no, I haven't. It's, everything has been a pleasant experience for me doing doing this. I was going to ask, do you carry some type of protection? I wasn't going to ask specifically yeah, why. Yeah, condoms for Jade. Have you not been <laughs> <laughs> well, in, the, in the glove compartment, but not There's necessarily for Jade. <laughs> what did you and say plan B hanger. is plan A? Yeah, and a coat hanger. <laughs> so, how, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't want to have to take her back to the... <laughs> That's right, which is in the ride right here. <laughs> Jade, if you're listening, I'm, I'm sorry. We're using you. Well, in the ride right after I love the you, mustache. Baby doll. I love you, babe. I love you, Jade. So love how, how is it that you came to pick up Jade more than one time? Do you usually like hang around in the same areas? Is it somewhere close to where you live? Uh all in those streets? Yeah, usually when I'm driving, I'll leave my house and then set a destination. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times it's, you know, I'm going to go to iFly. Okay. I, I've done that one before because it's toward town. It's a destination and if i happen to make it there then maybe i'll go inside and see if i have any friends in there or maybe i'll go spend 10 minutes or whatever i've never made it but it sends me in that same general direction through sugar land uh i usually go sugar land 59 to 10 that kind of thing and so yeah i i have a general area that i go i've tried to come here before uh well, you said Eric's. you were here in my area one time recently yes yeah, yeah. When I, when I continue, we were we were ESP and we were like telling the story between us. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you read it my way one Girl, time. Some goddamn facial hair. It's creeping me out. I can't. Every time I look up, he's got there. some good scruff going on. It, does. it looks better with Dude, scruff. Some, if, you, if you clean that neck up, you're gonna be looking real good. Yeah. Dude, it's actually I'm letting it grow in so far, and then I'll get the neck cleaned back up, and that's happening soon. Um, somebody actually came up to me recently when I, I just cleaned the head up and the facial hair and they're like, Hey man, blah, blah, blah. Joking around about me and being bald and clean shaven. Yeah. And I looked at him dead serious. I'm like, you know, man, I just really wasn't sharing it until now, but I've got key. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's why you did it. That is the best shit you could say. Because you know what's going to happen in like six months? I'm going to get canceled. For sure. For sure, dude. It was really nice knowing you. Tell my dad hello. I will say hello to David for you. I'm going to start the GoFundMe right now. Oh, that's what you do as a skydiver is you get hurt and you GoFundMe, right? That's right. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Nick is just like die, motherfucker, die. Not, not quite. I'm excited to be part of your journey, man. We'll make a video about it. I want to console your sister. You're gonna have to go on an ash oh, dive. You know that, right? Debbie, like everyone God damn it! I am gonna have to do another fucking ash dive. <laughs> you guys, please. If you guys don't die, just yeah. for the sake of you don't want me to do another ash dive, I'd yeah. really appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but Bob, if man. you get hit by a car, if you yeah. if yeah, you got to tell the guy that picks you up in the ambulance, "Hey man, you got to make it through this." <laughs> Nick's so tired of doing ash dive. <laughs> Can't do it. Oh, fuck it. If I die, just bury me in the landing area, right? So that way you can swoop over my grave. You know, I really Don't thought- mark it. Don't mark it. Just put me out there. <laughs> Which ditch do you want? No box. No box. Just <laughs> dig a fucking hole. 
<laughs> slap me in it, throw some dirt over the top, and swoop the shit out of that. I, I wanted it on the beer line. Rabbits on the beer oh, line. I really do think that's the way to go. I, I used to think that I wanted to get cremated. Yeah. You know who Neil deGrasse Tyson is? Super smart astrophysicist. He's, yeah, a, yeah. he's a black fellow who's uh, a genius. Move stars. Yeah. yeah, he's that guy. But I heard him talking about uh, about death, and he's talking about, hey, if you get uh, cremated, you're burning up all the energy that's in your body, all this energy that came from food and whatever else, everything that you're made of, now you're just going to burn all that energy up instead of letting the earth break down your body sure. and let your energy return into the earth that way. Yeah. And that really appeals to that hippie side of my brain. Sure. I'm like, yeah, I want to go back into the earth, right? Do I really want to get all burned up and turn into ash? I like the thought of my friends taking me on an ash dive. Yeah. Can they chop me in half? Legs, you want an ash dive? I don't think. I think you are already in half. Treat it, <laughs> treat it like a tube dive with your leg. Yeah. There you go. No, just my arms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Likely available. <laughs> arm. <laughs> Wacky wave inflatable arm flailing tube man. That's perfect. Dude, I'll sell a lot of cars. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucked up. Hey, I wonder what those tats mean. Oh man. <laughs> Then you gotta go ruin it. <laughs> you gotta ruin it both with a fucking tat chat, bro. Oh my God. Bruh. Dude, one of my favorite, we, we just did an ash dive recently for a, uh, so the guys were special forces and the other one was a ranger. Right. And, or, or uh, airborne. And there were oh, two tandem. I remember that. And yeah, it, they like just combined the ashes, do them on one jump, it's great. Yeah. Uh, we barely got it off with the weather, but, you know, Nick went out with the tandem uh, student, released the ashes in front of him. The family got to see it. It was a gorgeous thing. Uh-huh. But we're waiting on a weather hold, and this dude walks up with, like, about, what, two tats? <laughs> And immediately engages Nick uh, with like, I'm getting more. You're not too old for eight. You know, but, <laughs> but you, so you get to see this conversation occasionally, right? Oh, right. I, I mean, love I, it. One of the one of my favorite things. So you you guys saw me when my ears were stretched real big, right? Right. I used to get a lot more questions, and I think that reasonably so, it was something that stuck out visually and, and literally it stuck out. So people would ask me, and I think that's my favorite part about not having those giant earlobes anymore, is I get so many fewer questions. But that that conversation, like what that dude tried to do, this is and this is what I don't like about it yeah. is it's like they want to ask me one question about tattoos because I mean sure it, it looks like I have an interest in tattoos which I do I just don't have an interest in having the same conversation for the millionth time. But they ask that's me that's why you blew me off these two oh, questions. Got you. And then they want to just be like, yeah, I got this one. Check out my sick tat. My cousin has one and I, or, or whatever the fuck it is to the right. conversations about them super quick. And it's like, cool, man. I like tattoos. Like, if you really want to have a serious conversation about tattoos, I will have that conversation. Okay. I'm just super tired of, like, the that really surface, repetitive, I got to... Like, the words taste like throw up when I say it because I've said it so many times. And I really do try and be nice. Because I feel like if I'm mean to somebody, they're going to think that every heavily tattooed person's an asshole. I, so I, I don't think that. You were mean to me. Oh, well, you deserved <laughs> it, I bet. Oh, yeah. That, that, so, that's probably true. so I've actually, A, a I've watched <laughs> a lot of people approach you and engage the conversation in the superficial, not interesting way. And I can immediately tell, before I even look at your face where it's at, and I look at your face and just giggle to myself going like, oh my God, this guy's an asshole and he doesn't even know it. Not you. You know you're an asshole. Yeah, I get, but I mean, the person <laughs> probably isn't considering it. Oh, I mean, but no. Yeah. It's, I mean, I don't know if there's a conversation that you've had, like, think about your, your beard the last couple of weeks, people talking about your facial hair. The first few times is cool, right? The first few times, yeah, you're going to make some jokes. And then once you've heard every version of that joke 10 fucking times, it's like, man... 
I start to wonder, like, just to other people, like, did you not think that someone else probably said this exact same thing? I've never heard a ginger joke in my life. Right. <laughs> Mr. G. <laughs> you know it's not for Mr. Grubbs. It's for... Ginger. My ginger. But it's like you... I, I don't know. I, I, I get it because rabbit... You know how many rabbit fucking jokes I've heard over my lifetime, for God's sake? What's the best one? It, it doesn't freaking matter. I hate them <laughs> but all. But imagine that God. everywhere you went, Damn it. you had a shirt that said, my name's Rabbit. And now everyone's going to be like, well, hey, why's your name Rabbit? Does. It's a okay. license re- plate. Re- really? Are, are you a vibrator? <laughs> well, oh, for Jade, oh, oh, maybe. Oh, that's a, that, that's a good one. And that's my answer. Oh, that's a good one. I hadn't heard that before. We're going to turn that's, this Uber ride into a mustache awesome. ride. Let's go. Yeah, for me, it's the, the, for the longest time, a lot of people knew me as my given name, which, Rabbit, do you know my, I think you know my given name. Uh, no. You really don't? No. I swear you did. No. Justin? Donji. There you go. I was like, oh. I know Nick does. No. And, and I I've thought never you heard did. that name before, ever. Uh, yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> Because uh, Stephen, only our, every hundred times you say it on the podcast. Do you call me Donji on the show? Yeah. Sometimes I don't no, even you, notice. It you seems just, you like tend, when you I tend to reference Stephen calling you Donji over the PA a lot. Yeah, and that's that's about the only person publicly who does. Yeah, you got it on my on the phone that way. Oh, that's right. I do. I forgot yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, it's um, it's my my given name is Donji <laughs> Marvin, and for many years, what's it stand for? What's it mean? How do you spell it? Where did you get it from? Right. And and I don't think it even comes to the comparison of the tattoo conversation, but it's annoying as fuck. And uh, the other night, you and I did an interview with Melissa uh, Lowe, mm-hmm. and she went from Missy to Melissa, yeah. and I actually asked her, like, what was, the, what was the catalyst for the change? And, you know, it was growing up time, but really the story she told was, uh, you know, some story through Australia. Uh, she was in Australia, people talking about name and how somebody had so many names, and it was the phases of their life. Yes. And growth phase, and I've really thought about identifying with Donji again, and actually using that name more than DJ. Um, and and a big part is is you you all in this room know me really well. I feel like the last couple of years have been really a, a big bigger part of my change in my self awareness. And I do like that idea of like you know identifying with that change, but I just don't want to deal with. Hey, bro, what's it stand for? How do you spell it? What. Do- yeah. <laughs> Well, it, it, what you end up doing is coming up. It, this is what I did with Rabbit too: is you just come up with a story that's believable. So, so why is your name Rabbit? Well, you know, I've, I've told the story about where it came from, but I said, well, my girlfriend actually named me that. Yeah, I'm only good for about forty five seconds, or maybe be Rabbit, <laughs> but I can do it like thirty times a night. So, you know, <laughs> kind of made up for. It. And you tell them that story, they laugh, and then off they go. They really don't give a fuck what the answer yeah, that, is. Yeah, that's just what need bothers something. me. Is it's not the answer. It's not, it's not. You could make it. Or you could even tell someone an answer that you give a shit about. But for some people, it's just more about them asking the question than it is actually what your response is. I was going to say, do you find like people that ask you about your tattoos are more just trying to set up some cool story that... Yeah, they want to show me their shitty fucking tattoo. Yeah, exactly. Like, (laughs) the whole reason they're bringing it up is so that they can tell you their fucking cool, badass story. Well, isn't it that about most people? Aren't most people about themselves? Yeah. When, When you engage in a conversation, aren't you really wanting to tell your story? Can you stop talking for a second so I can talk about myself? <laughs> that, exactly, exactly my point. And the way that you engage that and the way I do it with Uber is I make it about them. So what do you do for a living? And so my brother taught me this when he was going through Amway. 
because in Amway you have to be able to talk to prospective people that are going to be in your in your uh, pyramid. Uh, <laughs> that's where you're pulling it in pyramid. for. <laughs> I was like pyramid. Yeah, it's multi-level marketing. Well, what he what he did was he said, what you do is you you ask them about their work because everybody wants to talk about their work. Then you talk, ask them about their family because everybody wants to talk about their family. And then the third thing is, what do you do for fun? Everybody wants to talk about what they do for fun. Well, I never really thought about that. I'm so involved in my work. Okay, we're going back to your work then. What, what makes your work so great? <laughs> and you get them talking about them, and then they feel comfortable because everybody wants to make it about themselves. Same thing with the tattoo. When I got this, it was a big deal to me because it was something. You know, I, I did actually oh, just now, notice that maybe 20 minutes ago. And, and now I have something in common with Nick. Sick I finally got bro. my first tattoo. Sick. Sick, bro. What went, does it mean? Fuck your tattoo. I've never seen those letters before. What does that mean? <laughs> fuck <laughs> Texas. Hold on. It, it means... Oh, <laughs> oh I can't, I can't see it. Rotate that for me. Did that hurt? <laughs> so Can you see it now, Justin? Can you see it now? Okay, switch the camera so everybody else can see that bitch too, right? <laughs> oh, Are they you? see it. Oh, yeah. They seen yeah. it. Did that hurt? Um, How long did that take? <laughs> I want to get one. I just don't know what I'd get. Oh, oh, I see where you're going. <laughs> I'm just running you through the see fucking gambit. When, when did there. you get that? I was ready to start to explaining it to you. <laughs> see, you got it down already. Do it. When did you get that? A month ago, maybe. Okay, because I didn't notice it till today. Like, I think Nick and I probably noticed it about the same time. He said about 20 minutes ago. Sometime in the beginning of the tattoo conversation, I'm like, did what? The, and I only saw the TV. I didn't see the X. I'm like, why does it say TV? Man, he's been watching a lot of television. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you need to lay off the YouTube and stuff. <laughs> what what happened is... For my, people just listening to the audio version of this oh, later, that's a good Rabbit point. has a, a giant TX tattooed on the inside of his middle finger. What what happened is uh, my niece came into town. I, I brought my niece and my brothers and their wives in, and they helped me build a fence. And my niece is a beautiful girl and she's into soccer and I hadn't seen her in a while and we went out to dinner and while we were at dinner she had her hand down and I saw that she had CA because she's a California girl tattooed in the same place and I went you know I've been thinking about getting a tattoo for a while but I you know I want the right one and I want it to you know be part of something I'm going to carry forever and so I never got one and I saw that, and I went, now that is fucking subtle right there. I'm, I'm a California by birth, Texas by choice, but I identify with Texas. So I went, check, I'm going to get one just like that, same place. And she goes, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Off we go. I found out later that she asked my brother, uh, you think Uncle Rabbit will really get that tattoo? And Charlo said, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he is. I don't give a fuck. Who it, I don't <laughs> and so later on, your I brother said, sounded a lot nicer before when you talked about him earlier. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was Troy. Oh, and this is yeah. Shiloh. <laughs> my, my two brothers, Troy is the personality and Shiloh is the driver. The type A, get her done, give me the bottom line kind of personality. Okay. Uh, Troy is the, uh, what color is your car? How fast does it go? That that that, that kind of you know. Give me all the glit and let, let's be real personable. So I have really two different brothers that are two 
very separate personalities. We were actually in a big group together at some point in chat, and Shiloh and I both quit the chat because you guys talk too much. We're just trying to get this shit done. Right. So <laughs> You're that type A, what's the bottom line, let's get this yeah. shit done personality. Yeah, Shiloh like and I got along, well, got along, get along great because of that. Yeah, yeah. And Troy's also awesome. Fuck you, Troy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Troy. <laughs> oh, that, that was Justin. Uh, <laughs> so Blame I, it on the ginger. So I Whatever. got with uh, th- Theresa. Is that her name? Teresa. Teresa. Pen. Yeah, and you know she's got her tattoos. And I was like, "Where'd you get your tattoos?" Oh, I got this artist. He's right up the street. And I'm thinking about doing this. Well, let me set it. And she set the whole thing up for me. Uh, a tattoo artist. His name's Bird. And he said, "Yeah, come on in." I don't. Larry Bird played I, on the Celtics. The, uh, no, same just guy. just like him, same guy. only completely Short different. <laughs> Ernie and Bird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I went in and and had it done, and of course, you know, your first tattoo, and I was nervous. How much is it going to hurt? You know, it's the uh, the permanent thing. Is this really something I want to do? I w- the whole scenario went through my head, and I finally got it done. Took a picture of it and sent her to her, and she was so excited that her uncle got the same tattoo that she did, and kind of a little bonding experience and it's something that I don't mind having on my body for the rest of my life so it worked out neither is Jade ah <laughs> do you have any tattoos Justin no but I I really want to get some are and you I, like similar boat like what what rabbit was uh describing like I know I want something and I have a lot of things that I like but I'm not artistic enough to figure out exactly what i want like it's so permanent right like right. It, it means so much to you like i want something that means something and i have a lot of people who are uh really skilled tattoo artists like some really good friends <laughs> of mine. sorry i'm used to not being on camera uh, some really some really skilled friends of mine that are really badass at tattoos and i, I know somewhat of what i want in the concept but i just can't like visualize it well, Describe I, it. When I when I talked to Bird, what I ended up doing this may help you is my uh, my rabbit signature. Yeah, yeah. The the ears, the eyes, the mouth that I have. I want to have that as my next tattoo. But every one that I do is different, and I wanted one that is the right one. Right. You know, because I don't want it wrong. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You want it the right it's one. Like, so I said, okay, I'm going to write out a bunch of these. I think that's and the I thing. Gave is them- like, it's like, that's what uh, I think, because I'm such a thinker, right? I'm an engineer. Like, I stay in my head constantly right. that I don't want to fuck it up because I feel like I, 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 want the, I want this thing and I want it to be this way and I don't want it to be wrong. Right. Because then it's like, fuck, I, I just like, I fucking ruined the whole damn thing, you know? So I'm, I'm like you, I'm an engineer mind and an engineer background, and I cannot visualize or put to, to writing what I want artistically. So what it's... Yeah, I remember... <laughs> Nick, I re- Nick, you're loving this, aren't you? <laughs> this is actually a conversation that I don't mind having, because okay. I, I do like to hear what other people think about it. And I like to hear... I mean, I can, I can hear the objections that come up in your guys' mind and make sense of it. And for me, it's right now I'm looking around the room, just looking at all the artwork that's on the walls. Yeah. And it's like, hey, here's a beautiful painting. Waz made this painting. And maybe you even have Shout an emotional connection. Shout out to Waz. <laughs> to maybe some of the people that were in this painting or the fact that it's skydiving. 
but it's not going to take us too long of looking around the room to find artwork that's just being appreciated for the sake that it's artwork, yeah. right? Yeah. doesn't really mean anything. It didn't really change your life. You can just see something that pleases you aesthetically. It looks nice. It looks neat. Same thing with a, with a Mustang, with a car. Even though you might not have an emotional connection to it, you just fucking like the way that it looks. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's how tattoos have always been. If I really... I, I, like the art that somebody makes. I had a very similar conversation with uh, Daniel C. Mack the other day. Yeah. He, he, was, he came and started talking to me, hey, I really want to do a big tattoo. I don't know how to go about it. I would actually like to have a serious conversation. Uh, dude, and I, I will have that conversation. I just don't care about your cousin's fucking tribal yeah. armband. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but, uh, I would have said that earlier. <laughs> but no, the, honestly, the, the best thing to do is find someone who does artwork that looks good to you. Hey, uh, my, my tattoo and my brain looks like this, and I'm going to look around until I see something that, that looks similar to I have actually gone to, to like, studios from my really good friends and people I know really well and, and sat down and talked to them and like, given them some ideas. And it's just like nothing has really like struck me to where... That's what I want. You know what I mean? See, but you got to imagine what it's like to, to be this person uh-huh. of h- how many people... They can't let's, see let, what I'm thinking. But let's yeah. say you're, you're at a party with a bunch of non-skydivers. How many people are going to be like, oh, yeah, I've always wanted to skydive? It's like you can have that conversation 50 times before you find someone that actually wants to skydive. Just like they're going to have that conversation 50 times before they actually have a... Uh, you know, especially if it's a big piece of client that commits to a big, a big thing. But it's like... I, I really try super hard to give this person the least amount of influence possible. Because you're an engineer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What happens when I'm whom I'm not an engineer? I come and tell you exactly how I need you to build this certain thing. And I'm going to fucking tell you how to do your job because I think I have the best idea ever. I'm going to tell you how much you're wrong and how much... Perfect. I- that's exactly, that's exactly <laughs> the answer I was hoping you'd <laughs> give. So, you but if I can tell it. you a vague idea of what the end product is, you're going to be able to I'm take it there. It yeah. And even though it might be a little bit different than the way my stupid brain would have imagined it, it's going to be better right. in the long run from Great. someone who knows what good looks like. That makes sense. And so it's like, hey, I'm going to find a tattoo artist that makes th- things that look good to me. I'm going to tell them, hey, this is my idea. These are the parts that are important. Make it, a, make it artwork. And someone, with the, someone who's worth getting tattooed by is going to have the experience to put it together. Anyone worth getting tattooed by, I mean, like your tattoo is a different story, Rabbit, but if you're going to do it, a big piece of art, yeah. like that person's going to be booked out for at least a few months. And they're gonna was... they're gonna want to deposit. You're gonna have to give them money, and you're probably not gonna see what your tattoo looks like until the day that you're gonna go and get it. And then they're gonna show you the drawing. They're gonna <laughs> stencil it on you. Or a lot of really talented guys will just start drawing. See, that on scares you. the fuck out of me. Well, right, right, right. <laughs> that scares the fuck out of me. Well, I mean, I understand. Oh, what if what if I don't like this in yeah. a, a year or five years? It's like, I don't think you should get anything tattooed on you that's an ideology that you would be sad if you strayed from. Like, I have people with religious tattoos that aren't religious anymore. I have people with vegan tattoos who aren't vegan anymore. <laughs> and it's like, if, if you can accept the fact like that, hey, this, this, is an ex- you know, this is kind of my diary of who I've been in my life. And I've collected these tattoos along the way. Like, you've collected this artwork in this room along the way, or you've collected cars along the way, or whatever. You'd be like, yeah, that's who I was. That's not who I am anymore, but this was an important thing in my life, and here it is. Then, great. But if you can't have that feeling, then don't get something that's you know ideologically significant. Just get something that's artwork. That makes because sense. Because artwork's always going to be pretty. The Mona Lisa is always going to be pretty. Yeah. Like the, the something that's just art is, it's just going to be art. And even though your taste might change, as long as it's done well and there's nothing like terribly vulgar or <laughs> or otherwise <laughs> weird in it, yeah, it's just a tattoo. And as someone who's been a, a tattooed person for a long time, like the tattoos that I was super psyched about getting when I was. 16 years old like 
they're just there now. It's not like I look at it and think about it every day. Like, your tattoo is going to be real important to you for a couple of months. And you're going to be like, yeah, this is fucking sweet. I love this thing. I'm going to look at it all the time. I'm going to fucking flex in the mirror. Now. <laughs> and yeah. you, you will fully do Sick that bra. shit. And you'll notice it. And it'll, you'll feel cool when you notice it. And then after a while, that's just your skin now. And that's just the way that it is. And, you know, it's maybe in 20 years, it's not going to look as nice as it did. I mean, maybe even in five years, depending on what, what the artwork looks like. But... Um, by the time it looks worn out, you're going to be, you're not going to feel the same about it as the, the day that you walk out of the tattoo studio with it. Nick, that is fucking awesome. That is a, probably the <laughs> best goddamn yeah. explanation of how it feels to actually have artwork performed on your skin that's permanent that I've heard so far. It's not my first I've, day. It's yeah, not your I've first never, rodeo. Yeah, I've never it, heard it's your, it. It's your story. But if someone, yeah. if someone asked you about airplanes... It's like some someone who, you know, you're going to have a lot more of a deep, nuanced position on what it's like to be a pilot or to be a, you know, someone who flies skydivers for a living or someone that's around drop zones, right? Right. You're going to have a much different uh, value and appreciation for even what it means to spend time on a drop zone than someone who just got their A license and the drop zone's the coolest playground that's ever existed in, in the world. I would argue that you get to enjoy the drop zone better than that person does, even though they're <laughs> way more excited about it. I'm thinking even about skydiving. I've been skydiving for 40 years. When I started, I was really excited about the adrenaline, the adventure, the, you know, the, and then it moved into the camaraderie and the family. And then it moved into, I see the same thing happening with, with doing tattoos. And now that you mention it with flying, with owning a house, with pretty much everything, that excitement in the beginning changes to a, oh, what's the word for it? Not complacency, but comfortable, a comfortableness you have about it. Yeah, it's just part of your life, right? Yeah, yeah. It's wow. your new home base. So I say get all the tattoos you want. Just don't get them on your hands or on your neck or people will never stop fucking talking to you about it. <laughs> and then we'll give you a job. <laughs> well, yeah, oh, that's son they, of a like, bitch. <laughs> that, well, I mean, that that's not like, obviously that's a huge concern for me, right? Uh, just being in the professional world, like I can't. Yeah, you're you know, not gonna have tattoos on your hands. I can't have fucking six you, PEs on the wall, and people will look at me weird if I have fucking tattoos all over. Yeah, but my if you need to put a dress parts. shirt on to yeah. cover your arms, that's fine. Well, that's and like great. what you were talking about, right? Like starting, starting something, right? That's the way I look at it. Like I want, I want to start a sleeve into something, and it's like trying to think about. What I want it to be. The evolution of it. Yeah. That's what fucks me up. See, but yeah. that's Whereas not your job. I should just fucking start. That's not, I, I wouldn't, if you're going to do your whole arm, have a plan for your whole arm. Like, imagine if you were going to build a jumpsuit that only came down to your elbow, and then like two years from now, you're going to build the rest of that jumpsuit. The lower part and the upper part aren't going to fit as well as if you had planned the whole thing from, from the beginning. So if you think you're going to get your whole arm tattooed, just fucking just figure out, figure out what, what it needs to have. Find the person that does tattoos in the way that you want your tattoos to look and just dump it on that guy. He's going to figure it out. For me, I, I only have two tattoos. And one of them, I saw something artistically I liked a lot and identified with it right away and said, I want that. It's, a, it's actually an old GoFast t-shirt that you might recognize called Soul Window. And it's an outline of a dude head down filled with blue skies and clouds it's soul window it's it's a perfect name yeah. o- oddly enough adam buckner who owned option studios who is now my graphic designer <laughs> designed my first tattoo and we never knew each other back then wow that's so, crazy yeah he him and i've had this conversation now and he's seen my tat on my shoulder and he's like that's so fucking awesome but also like just how 
fortuitous it, it could be said and done. Don't say tat. Um, tattoo. <laughs> so tacky. Um, the other one is a whole nother story. Nice tat, it's got, so like one thing I don't like is I don't like the, like kanji is, seems to me, Japanese characters is kind of like getting a tribal, tribal tattoo in yeah. my mind. A and I, bit. but I, you have a fried rice on my forehead. I'm Japanese. You're actually Japanese. <laughs> so the other thing that to me. So you're not going to get a tattoo that you think means like yeah. peace and love to all humanity that really says stupid white people get stupid Can tattoos. Can I get sashima so, kamo A on my neck? <laughs> so the other one, and I'm going to use tat because these fit. Tribal tat is is just to me those are two words that go together. It makes me cringe. Both of them. <laughs> for sure, for sure, and I get it because I don't. I to me a tribal tattoo is kind of like ah oh, man. So kanji was one, and the other one I don't like that somebody that I wanted is um my zodiac. I highly identify with my zodiac and what it means and, and who I am, and I'm like those are two tattoos that are just both. What's your zodiac? Um, a Capricorn. Um and mm. it means nothing to me. Yeah. I like long walks so, on the beach. <laughs> on my back, I have and I zodiac with mediocrity in kanji. I moonburn because <laughs> I'm a ginger. Um, but the thing that I would really say, I think, goes along with what you said, and I'm curious to how you feel about this. I look at if I would ever get another tattoo, and right now, I don't know if I ever will. I, I, I'm if something comes up, I will. But I'm horrible at art. Period. And so I wanted a poster designed for a film festival. I wanted a logo designed for Gravity Lab. I wanted any, anything designed. And all I do is I go to the artist and I say, I want, I like this look, this feel. And I give them an image of something. For example, uh, Gravity Lab logo. I like the look and the feel of the Einstein Brothers logo. That one, I actually designed the TRC logo myself. It's a red dot with the letters TRC in it, dude. That shows my artistic value. That's my design. On Man, the other side, on the outside, that's you, Adam. The you, lotus flower is him on the outside You for came sure. up with that complex black and red? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man. What does it mean? <laughs> the, Fucking Donji da Vinci the, over the, here. The, the words go around <laughs> the circle. You know, it's, it, somebody actually told me the red dot reminds him of the Japanese flag. I'm like, actually, you're paying attention. There is a purpose that it's a red dot. Yeah. It's not just black and red. Um, but yeah. Yes. It's not just black and red. There are letters involved. <laughs> There's some white. Each one of those letters stands for a word. Nick, there, I'm a creative fucking genius. There's history. This has got history. Dude, I'm thousands sorry. I'm of years. I, I should show you the collection Our of TRC logos. hanging too I'm, much. I'm you need to calm down. You should I'm see yelling. the collection of TRC logos I designed to get to that. I have like a dozen Horrible, shitty designs. Oh, horribler? A horribler, dude. They were worse. <laughs> Much so horribler. I told, I told Adam, I want something Einstein Brothers like, and then I gave him a couple other feeling like, this is kind of what I'm looking for. And then I just set him free and trust the artist. Everything you see Adam design, I say, I want this feel, whether it's a soft, hard, or whatever. I give him like this image, and I want it to convey this. And I set the artist free. If I were to ever do a tattoo, what you just said is exactly how I feel. I'm like, man, I'm looking for this feel. I'm trying to convey this message. This is what it means to me. What you got, bro? And I, I don't know how that matches to what you say, but it, it feels like no. I think that's the way to do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. I Make like it this sick, bro. I like this person's artwork. I want a piece of their artwork. Yeah. If I knew Leonardo da Vinci and I liked some shit that he made, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be like, dude. I know so much more than you about artwork. Yeah. It's nah. like, no, dude. I I like the stuff you make. This this is kind of what I had in mind. Make make me one. Make me one with these few things. 
So but we're it's like, oh, but I needed to connect to this, and I wanted to like kind of say this, but I want you to not be able to read it right, right away, <laughs> and then I wanted to say the same thing upside down. It's like, dude, shut the fuck up, go home. With <laughs> I like, all that I like your brosive like, voice. That's yeah, shut fuck, the fuck that up, guy. Go dude. Home. <laughs> sound like Brayden. Totally sound like Brayden. <laughs> yeah, I bet he's got that sick tat on right in the middle of his back. <laughs> This sick fucking lower back tattoo. Does he have a tramp stamp? <laughs> I, I don't know. I can see him having a tramp stamp. <laughs> so, Justin, I got it for you, bro. Yeah? Get a Gravity Lab tattoo. <laughs> I'm going to get Monty on my right ass cheek. Holding up a picture of Glenn pulling his pants down. Yeah, with the with a squirrel. <laughs> Didn't someone else have an ass tattoo? I've lost track, man. <laughs> lost track. I've lost track, dude. Oh, Wait, are we talking about skydiving? This whole time. <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> God, we've been talking about sick tats this whole time. <laughs> yeah, brah. <laughs> so my other thing about tattoos is I've avoided actually asking you too many tattoo questions. No, ask. I'm in the in mood. Life. Let's go. <laughs> it's a nightmare. It's, it's fucking it's it's great. The but here's one thing I've learned now is I've looked at your tattoos many times. I don't know if you've ever noticed. Sometimes I look at your arms when we're talking, and I'm studying your tattoos, and I get interested in them, and I'm like, I, I have times like, hey, what's that mean? What's that from? And I really want to have the interesting conversation. But here's the horrible one. What's with the hand, bro? This right here? Yeah, yeah. So this was done by a good friend of mine, a, fr- a friend that uh, uh, I've known since I was probably 14 or 15. I knew him way before he had ever started tattooing. And uh, we were good buddies. And he, he has a, a, a tattoo on his hand in the same spot. And when I was young, like nobody got their palms tattooed because it doesn't, for the most part, they don't stay. If they're not put in well, they don't say they just fall out. Like the reason that furious that, masturbation. Like, exactly right. <laughs> no, this is my left hand. <laughs> but, uh, but the reason, like the the skin, Ranger. I just rubbed it and caressed it. <laughs> <laughs> this is my left hand, dude. You're safe. I know that's There's why I was like, on that one. That made me think like I could just rub this masturbation. Oh, hand God damn it! Can't I'm not a switch hitter. I don't have that. No, get away from me. So, like, if you look at the palm, the, the skin on your palm and on your feet, like, it's really shiny, and it just has a little bit of a different color than, and texture than the rest of your skin. It's because it, there's so much movement and friction that yeah. there's a lot of tissue regeneration there. It breaks down really easy. Yeah. So if you put a tattoo there, if it's not put in really, really deep, it's just going to come out. It's just going to, just like a thorn would come out, or anything that's on the surface of your skin that's not supposed to be there. Your body's just going to, it's just going to get rid of it as, it as it builds new skin here, right? So um, he had a piece on his hand that someone had done. And um, I really liked it. And uh, we were working together for the first time in a long time. And I was kind of in a really odd place in life, a very transitional place. And uh, he, I don't know who brought up uh, him tattooing me and had him tattooing my palm. But I was looking through this book and, and the, he has a, a symbol. It's an, it's an, do you know what alchemy is? Yes. yes. So it's kind of an old witchcraft sort of science where you're trying to make precious metals out of lesser metals. Just. In a nutshell, I play Dungeons and Dragons. Cool. <laughs> so Full metal alchemist. He has he has yeah, yeah. an al- alchemical symbol on his hand, and uh, so I'm looking through a book, this book of of symbols, and I was just flipping through and flipping through and just seeing seeing things, looking looking for something that caught my eye, and I found the shape, and I didn't know what it was. I didn't know like this is just a book of symbols that relates to all sorts of things. It's, it's not even alchemy. It's all sorts of symbols from all over the world, from all different time periods, all different belief systems, whatever. And so uh, I. I it catches my eye. I look at it. Oh, it's an alchemical symbol that uh, represents the word essence. And so I look up the word. Or I pulled out my phone and I look up the word essence. And essence was, uh, I really liked the definition. It said the attribute or set of attributes that makes a substance or object what it fundamentally is. 
and without which it loses its identity. And so to me, that was like, wow. okay, don't, don't forget the, the small yeah. things that make you who you are, right? And I thought, this is my friend Andrew who put this tattoo on me. It's like, man, this is someone who's known me for a really long time, and I feel like that's a pretty... Most of my tattoos don't mean anything. Like, a lot of them are just tattoos, that's it. And uh, so someone who meant a lot to me, I felt he was the, a great person to put something on... Uh, on me in this in this time in my life that was really difficult, and uh, it was on my birthday. It was my twenty seventh birthday. They put it on me. Nice. So, but that's what it means. Essence. And man, that's probably the most painful tattoo I've had. It was only only about ten or fifteen minutes, but because because it's so easy for this to to come out, so he he'll, he would do a line and drag it super deep, and then he would go back and like stipple that same line, so it would go meh meh meh. Man, like you're doing a dotted line over and over on the top of this line, mm-hmm. and it just feels like a razor blade connected to a jackhammer. Not, not awesome. What hurt worse than that? Like not worse. What, what what's the next most painful place? Gosh, it, for me, it's really bony spots for the most part, like yeah. knuckles, tops of your hands, tops of your feet, spine. Um, but like, <laughs> there's dick. There's some stuff like, on, <laughs> dude, I, I've seen dick tattoos. That shit is crazy. <laughs> That that's ah, a that's a real ah, thing. That's no a real thing. Way. You dude, you work in a piercing and tattoo studio for ten years. You're gonna see some shit. But um, do you have? I don't have anything tattooed okay. on my lip. Who do I know? I thought somebody had a, few, a few girls. I know a few guys who have it too. I can't remember who it was though. But they're like the I have something on the on the side of my ribs that kind of comes down onto my ass cheek, and the meaty part of my ass cheek was one of the most painful spots to get tattooed. Really? I thought that would really? be like not bad. Yeah, yeah, I thought so too, but I was fully wrong. <laughs> my kanji's on my spine, and I was like, and my buddy who did the tattoos, like, oh, this is probably going to hurt more than the one on your shoulder, and he's tattooing. I'm like, that's not bad. That's not bad. Oh, that's the fucking spine. Like, and it's fully it, different. It crush for, me. It's, it's different for everybody. It's yeah. just like you can have some spots that don't feel so bad. Like for me, my elbows are this way, where it's like almost everything around my elbow is totally fine, and you hardly feel it. And then they move this eighth of an inch, and it's like, oh fuck! Like You're you just asshole. can't wait for it for it to be over. Wow. And so, but but that's different. Like girls especially do really well with getting tattooed, like for long periods of time, because their bodies are just set up to deal with shit that ours aren't. Right? Yeah, they gotta right. have babies and stuff. We don't have to do that. Our bodies don't have the endorphin. We used uh, to have to pass kidney stones. Ugh, nightmare. Yeah. I'm, sure oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, girls. No, but uh, but everybody's different. Like I'll say, God, my hands were the fucking worst thing, and someone else will say, Oh, my hands weren't that bad. But they might say that this other spot really sucked. Where I was like, Oh, I, that was all good for me. We also all have very different tolerances to pain. What one person will complain about to pain is just because they complain no matter what, versus somebody else is just going to sit there and grin and bear it. Yeah, I I don't know. It all it all hurts for me. Yeah, None, there are, there are very few areas on my body that like getting tattooed was like, eh, yeah, just keep doing that. You're, you're sensitive. Like, I get that. Yeah, I don't like it. No. I really don't. <laughs> Piercings. How many do you have? Oh, jeez, that's a good question. I don't know. I haven't counted for a long time. I used to have a lot when I was younger, when I was doing piercings, and uh, some of those have just come out. Yeah. Tongue? No, tongue uh, split. Used to. Used to. Used to. Nose. Where's this going? Lip. Used no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Vulva. Ears. Well, <laughs> if, I, if I tell you a number and you count the ones you can see, you're going to start asking different questions. <laughs> well, I'm, I can see the, some of them. Cool. Clitoris. <laughs> Got a very engorged clitoris right now. <laughs> have you thought about piercings other than... You have your ears pierced, don't you? I, I used to have my my ear pierced and my tongue pierced. Oh, when I first before. met you, you had your tongue pierced. Yeah, that Rue and I got those together. 
Man, I haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah. Uh, Rue, best girlfriend ever, uh, around 99, 2000. And yeah, when we were dating, we got our tongues pierced together. It was an interesting experience. The tongue was, yeah. It's weird because you've done this to people. Getting your tongue clamped down and then yanked out of your mouth while they shove a needle through it is right. just kind of an odd experience. It was. It was. So <laughs> I, uh, I, I can't say that was a very enjoyable moment in my life. So, yeah. See, but just like, so you got to, you would certainly agree that there are uh, examiners who do a really good job. Sure. And examiners that do a really shit job because 100%. they never learn how to do it right. Yeah. So this person that did this to, the way that I would pierce the tongue is really super different than, than what you just Oh, I exaggerated quite a bit. No, but I know what you're talking about. I know the clamps that you're talking about. Yeah. I know the discomfort that you're talking about. Most people will say that those clamps are the most most uncomfortable part of the whole experience. So how would you do it differently? So hold on. First of all, for... Oh, man, this is some shit I have It's a triangle. <laughs> Basically, Justin, think of a, a clamp that Show has me a on triangle the touch you. on the end, and those triangles clamp down on your tongue, and now they have a triangled open area that they can pierce through. That's what they did. They clamped my tongue down with this triangle to right. give me a flat spot. Was that what happened to yep. you? Yeah, yeah. What would you do differently? So the our studio, we did everything freehand, and everything was 100% disposable. So anything that touched your body in the entire process, it all goes in the garbage. No autoclave. We, uh, no, we do. We use an autoclave to sterilize everything beforehand, but we don't First have time. an ultrasonic. We don't have like a hazardous materials room. Everything goes in the garbage. <clears throat> okay. So for, for a tongue piercing, um, I would just use pretty strategically placed uh, gauze. We would use this thick, spongy gauze. gauze. So I'm going to have you... So we're going to mark it first, right? We're going to make sure it's in the middle, make sure it looks good to you, make sure we're avoiding any of that serious, you know, those, those big blue veins on the bottom of your tongue. We're going to make sure there's none of that in the way. We're going to make sure that you can actually stick your tongue out of your mouth. Some people are... The, the technical term for it is tongue-tied, when that frenulum on the bottom of your tongue connects really far forward. I actually just, had that. <clears throat> and I had surgery to yeah, cut Dennis my probably cauterized back. it off. Uh, yeah, after a time. I was mm-hmm. playing saxophone for so long that I was constantly bleeding. Uh, trying to play saxophone because it would get cut on my bottom teeth. It was supposed to be done when I was young, but mm-hmm. it wasn't done. I had laser surgery and stitches. Like I couldn't eat any sol- anything solid for a week. It was horrible. Hmm. It was in high school. That sounds like not fun. Yeah, not fun. But we're going to make sure that there's none of that shit in the way, right? And uh-huh. then uh, I'm going to really dry. So I'm gonna, then you're going to have the have some mouthwash to deal with for, for about a minute while we just clean up the inside of your mouth. And then... Uh, I would tuck a big piece of this gauze inside your lower lip so you don't drool all over the both of us. And then I'm going to have you stick your tongue out, and I'm going to use some gauze to to almost like massage your tongue. It's almost like this pinchy, rolly move where you can move all of the thick stuff in your tongue out to the sides, and you massage it so it's super, super thin. And then I'm going to take a needle on the bottom side of your tongue, that really, really soft tissue that you're hardly going to feel. And by the time you're going to feel even the slightest pinch from that, I'm going to say, give me one more deep breath, and you're going to go... And then as you go, you push that breath out, I'm going to push the needle through, and it's going to be totally this, opposite. this tiny tiny half moment that yeah. uh, that you're going to hardly feel. Okay, that's very so, different. But, but the, the clamps, are, that's a, most people will describe that as the most uncomfortable part. It causes a lot more swelling. It causes just a lot more discomfort in the, in the whole thing. So without the clamps now, I'm not, I'm not using anything in your procedure that it was even, you know, had ever even touched another person, let alone been covered in somebody else's blood, even though... You know, a lot of medical instruments are, and there are ways to properly clean that. But I don't want to deal with 
cleaning a stranger's blood off of things and reusing that. And it's like, I feel, I would feel safer in a place, let's say I'm getting a surgery and I know that everything in that surgery, everything in that procedure is brand new out of packages. None of it's ever been used on somebody Mm -hmm. else before. It's like, yeah, that's just another level of clean, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, again, I don't want to deal with an ultrasonic. I don't want to deal with donning a, you know, makeshift hazmat suit to process tools. So it's easier on us. It's still really cost effective because all we're throwing away is gauze, and uh, it's easier on the on the client. Nice. And I touched a whole lot of dicks too. You want to ask about that? PAs. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's all sorts all sorts of genital piercings. Dude, my roommate had a Prince Albert, and he wanted to show me so bad. And Was I his did- name Hoop? No, it was oh. not. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I, in the first time he asked to show me his piercing, I just wasn't interested at the moment. And I really didn't care, but he's like, hey, you want to see my piercing? I'm like, no, not really. And the next day, I was in a bad mood. The next time he asked me, I was in a bad mood. Hey, you want to see my piercing? I'm like, not right the fuck now, dude. Just leave me the fuck alone. The next time he wanted to show me his piercing, it turned into a no game. No. No. And I, at that point, no longer cared, but I just kept saying no. And then one day, he's sitting in his room, and he yells, hey, DJ, TV in front of me the door to his room to the left, and he's standing there with his dick in his hand going, hey, DJ. I'm like, I see your piercing. You I mean, away now. <laughs> piercings are not, I think when you just get close enough with a group of male friends when you're young, yeah, you're going to see each other's dicks. Yeah, yeah. It's not a big deal. It is, but it's fun to shoot him down. <laughs> the one thing he wanted to do, though, is he really wanted me to watch him piss because he's like, bro, bro, I can plug me in and piss <laughs> oh, no. Sounds like a terrible fetish that he was trying to explore with you. <laughs> Holy shit, have we gone down the rabbit hole now. Wow. I actually want to talk about hole. the ri- <laughs> <laughs> the I miss you, urethra. Mr. G. I miss full you. Urethra. Oh, so I want to talk about the rabbit hole for a second because I really want to push and promote this idea to you. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Rabbit uh, once upon a time approached I have to pee me. so bad now, ironically. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time I've actually gotten up I don't yeah, I don't think you I think you're the only have you ever did, uh, got went and peed? Have it's you? very rare. But you've done it's, it. Yeah, but I bet it's been two years. But Justin's the only one who hasn't. So we finally, like, guests have. We have. Justin has finally done it. Um, Rabbit. I, I, I have on every podcast so I've done here so far. I mean, both podcasts I've done. Well, this is three, and very few guests have done more than one. Yeah. Some have done two. I think you're. Third, Hank has done three. Third or fourth. You've one. done three. And maybe Ben Nelson. Ben, Nel- ben yeah. Nelson doesn't really count. He doesn't really yeah. count. Because he's yeah. really a small part of the show. A very small part. Hey, do you know what's going on next week? What? Ben Nelson's going to be on the show. Oh. <laughs> do you know why? Uh-oh, why? It's episode 100. Oh, you're bringing in the whole crew, aren't Fuck you? Fuck yeah, dude. The Lab Rats. So I call Justin and Ben Lab Rats. I, most yeah. people probably don't realize that. If you read the description of the show, they are listed as our Lab Rats. Uh-huh. And, and Nick and myself, and we're just going to have a, a party to celebrate. Oh, that's awesome. So Rabbit, actually, we were in San Marcos, I believe, when we first had this conversation. Yes. About he is interested in starting his own show. Vlog, blog, blog, podcast. He doesn't know what to do yet. Just you, you couldn't yeah, wrap YouTube, your head. YouTube, podcast. What am I going to talk about? How am I going to get in front of a mic? What, you know, me talking. You really, both of you, really bring out the stories and the conversation. You bring it out in, in your guests. It's really great. In fact, I'm driving over here, and I'm going, I'm not prepped for anything. And I started thinking about other people that's been on the on the show, and they've I've got notes because I'm going to, you know, and I'm like, I start sweating it, and then I go, 
well, wait a minute. It's, it's DJ and Nick. We're, they're going to start asking questions, and I'm going to go off, and, oh, there we go. We're doing the conversation again. So you guys are really good at that. But for me to do it, it to be that guy, to not have dead space in the show, I think would be really difficult and have a problem with it. I have the concept, an idea of what I would like for a show, something unique, something different, something that doesn't, oh, look, you, good job, DJ, you got me going. Something that doesn't get done often enough, and usually even people will shy away from it and go, okay, well, we're talking about the subject of nuclear physics right now, and then you start talking about uh, atoms and how atoms are built, and boy, we've really gone down the rabbit hole, and let's get back on subject. And even when you're talking skydiving, you're really good at bringing things back on subject, keeping on that line of thought. So my idea and my concept was, why don't we just go down the rabbit hole? Why don't we just start the podcast and, hey, we're going to talk about you driving for Uber and we're going to end up in tattoos. Tats. And that'd be okay. Sick, sick bra. Sick tats. <laughs> Dude, Tribal them, tats. Them tats are live. And, and a lot of great information what? comes out of it. Yes. I mean, the, the, the whole conversation that Nick's brought up has put a whole new light on tattoos for me. And it's not part of the podcast. So it's kind of, well, where the hell is this going to go? Oh, he's bringing so-and-so on as a guest, but where is it going to end up going? And I thought that would be a great idea for a podcast for somebody to be able to go, oh, let's throw on, let's find out where the fuck they went down the rabbit hole this time. So that was the conversation that we had in, in San Marcos. You, one of the things that you've said you've come across a problem with is you started to just do the solo podcast where you're talking to the audience, you're talking to the camera, running by yourself. Yeah, and you've come to find it, and I and for me, it's also it's it can be very very challenging. Nick has actually done a few projects of you talking to the camera. I fucking hate it. You know what I realized today? <laughs> What's that? I can do a character to the camera and feel totally fine. Like you want me to do like. You know, a, a movie character, someone like that I know a lot of quotes from. I can do that shit all day and feel totally good. Car but, salesman, sure. Well, hey, rabbit, how <laughs> how are you but, doing? Uh, good to have you here. Inflatable flailing tube man. <laughs> but the moment that I'm pretending to be me in yeah. front of the camera, I'm really fucking uncomfortable. And it's, and especially when there are people around. Like if it's if it's just me. Like I filmed a couple of things just at home of me talking into the lens of my camera. And that's a lot easier, and it's a lot e- uh, it's easier to reset, and I know I'm just going to edit all of it. I'm going to be the only person that ever sees it, and it, it, it's just easier without uh, having other people's eyes on me. But the moment that I use this a little bit fake voice to be somebody else in front of the camera, and I see people's eyes kind of perk up and look over at me of like, <laughs> what the fuck's going on? And then pe- everyone who wants to come over asks, hey, what are you guys doing? Hey, what are you guys doing? Hey, what are you filming for? And it's like, hey, you know, I bet you'll see it. I bet you'll see it when it's done. Or I bet you could listen for eight seconds and you'd know. (laughs) Or you can watch Nick and I exchange (laughs) ideas and then tell me, yeah, I agree. That actually, we were doing a project together. He's he's shooting a video for Infinity. I'm shooting a video for Infinity, and Nick's the talent. That's so cool to say. Nick's <laughs> editing it. You know, I have the camera. I haven't started to edit it yet, but I have a feeling I'm going to hate every bit of me talking. I and think then, you did a really good job. I don't know. 
There, there. Are I can't. Things. I can't see how you would not do a good job. Every time I've seen you on film, every time I've seen you talking, you're very good at what you do. Yeah, but the problem is, I'm going to overthink the shit out of it. And I'm like, oh, I hated how I said that. Blah 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 blah. Just because it's about it's about packing a parachute. Yeah. Which I think I do a pretty neat pack job, and I feel like I can uh, I, that I make some good points about why I do certain things certain ways. Right. But at the same time, I'll just think about someone like oh. Bo's going to watch this and he's going to think that I said that like a fucking asshole or whatever. And so I'm uh, really good at being overly critical. But all that besides, if you wanted me to play pretend with the camera and be silly, that's great. But if you want me to be serious and pretend to be me in front of the camera, man, it's really really difficult. And scary. For for me, it's so scary that I've done a a few recordings on my phone Mm -hmm. because... DJ said, hey, you know what? Just break out the phone and just start talking into it. Mm-hmm. And I get done with about three sentences and go, fuck this. And I shut it off. And then later on, I try to do it again. And I get about four sentences. And, ah, uh, okay, this is stupid. Uh, it was a great idea, but in practice, it's not something I'm going to be able to do. Do you know who Bill Burr is? He's a comedian, stand-up comedian. Oh, <laughs> I thought he was, yeah, it's a guy who makes houses. No, not uh, not Bill Durr. Oh, okay. oh Bill Durr. Okay. No, Bill Burr is oh, a really Burr. hilarious. He's like the, the New York comedian. guy that's like the from Boston. Boston, yeah. yeah. yeah okay, okay yeah. my bad. But uh, no, he has a really awesome one-person podcast because he just rants about shit. I've uh, heard that. It's so fucking. Funny. He's really he's really good. He doesn't. I, he, he may have an occasional guest on there, but almost all of, of his content is just him rambling about stuff and, and that's a, what i was hoping that this would be a, a lot of it is he's working out stand-up material because he's a stand-up comic so some yeah. of these ideas you know he's just kind of spitballing a lot of it and a lot of it will turn into material for him but he's just someone who's good at talking shit and uh i would say you might oh, fall so into that category like like brayden <laughs> see it's it's hard to it's hard to do something brayden could pull that shit off he could talk for two Dude, hours Braden's and- a storyteller he for, is. for sure. He's awesome. He's but a I, unique guy. I, I think that that's different than just people who are able to just kind of rant off the cuff, which is what Bill Burr's podcast He's is. A, he reminds me kind of a Joe Pesci, like just ranting and bitching about yeah. that one thing. Oh, and you feel oh, so passionate about it. Yeah, Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. Or that, um, oh man, that one uh, Jewish comedian that's always really animated and angry about everything. Gilbert Godfrey? Uh, no, not Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> I'm aging myself right now. That, that's exactly what I was thinking Dude, of. Gilbert Godfrey is uh, the first Comedy Central roast that I ever saw. It was still when they were calling him the Friars Club roast. Yeah, yeah. And it was the roast of Hugh Hefner. Oh, my, and oh my Gilbert God. Gilbert Godfrey closed that show. And holy shit, I was 15 when I watched it. And I was like rolling on the floor, <laughs> dying laughing. It was the funniest thing I had ever seen. But, dude, I, I think... He was on the, the Bob Saget roast also and was super funny. Louis Black is who I was thinking of. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. It just pisses me off. <laughs> but that I, freaking guy. I feel like Louis Black is still doing a character to some extent where I feel like Bill Burr is super authentically himself. Have you watched uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee? Yeah, yeah, Seinfeld? I really like You've that seen show. the one with yeah. Louis Black? Like, he's legitimately that way. Hmm. I, wow. And I don't know if he's being a character in that, but it doesn't feel like it. You know what I mean? It, and he's always that way. Hmm. He's just like that constantly stressed, agitated person. It just reminds me a lot of Bill Burr. 
Maybe he's Bobcat. Bobcat did that for years and never broke. I mean, there's a point where he broke away. But back to Rabbit, I knowing you well enough, I do believe your struggle with being by yourself on the microphone. And I do believe that you have a hard time with that individual rant. But one thing you're great at is engaging with conversation with people you're interested in. If you're not interested in them, you're not going to engage in conversation with them well. Because you're very dismissive of like, yeah. Yeah, you're not necessarily rude, but right. you're like, okay, we're done. Let's move on. But when you – like you and I could sit and hang out for hours and shoot the shit. I'm, we're doing it right now. Sure. So I really think that you, for you, just sit down when you're sitting with a friend and just go ahead and hit record before you even start anything. And then go back in our 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour of hanging out together. Go back and go, man, in the middle of that, there was a conversation I want to pull. And then there's your five or ten minute gig at a time. Some of the things I listen to that I enjoy the most are things that are sporadic. Man, I can guarantee Rogan's going to put content out there. I guarantee it's out there all the time. People know, and we've gotten to the point where we're in almost every week show. I mean, crap, dude. We have, I think, the next five or six weeks scheduled already. Um, It's regular. But, man, I really look forward to that. Like, do they have one this week? Is something coming out? Is this? And I love those 5, 10, 15-minute, like, bite-sized chunks. And I think you have a lot to share as an individual. I, I think you don't give yourself enough credit. As, if Nick, as a teacher, you're the same way. You don't give yourself enough credit with the information, the insight, the personality you have to share. You're way bigger and brighter than, than you allow or you, you give yourself credit for. And I, what I really want to come out of this conversation is I don't want to change your mind. What I want out of this conversation is I want anybody and everybody out there who hears this to change Rabbit's mind. I want people to reach out and say, Rabbit, I would love to hear you do this. You know what's going to happen if that happens is anybody that reaches out to me and says, I'd really love you to do this, I'll be, hey, let's go sit down. Let's, let's go sit down, and we're, this is where we're going to start, and it doesn't matter where we're going to end. Perfect. If I just had something that I could have somebody in, Justin, let's talk about your tat. <laughs> Sick, brah. It, you know, it, and I can I can pull that out. Sure, getting somebody that uh, would just sit down with me. Uh, it's that first step that's the hardest, and it's I, something I, I've got to overcome. I really think it's just about your decision to engage. So we had a we had a field trip that came to the drop zone this Yay. week. <laughs> yeah, there's there a decision to engage. There, there right was a there. group of, with of sixty or so kids. Where he's going? F- with five that. five years old to twelve years old. If you so, put a shirt on, you'd look like them. Exactly. Sam made that same joke. You guys are both Asian and stupid. But <laughs> <laughs> everybody in the packing room, you walk them through the hangar, and every single motherfucker in the packing room goes, Nick should have the shirt on. Nick oh, should have the shirt dude, on. If they would have brought me one, I totally would have fucking worn it. Me too. You I know I would have. But anyway, so um, I had asked Rabbit okay. about this a couple weeks prior. Wait, how, and old, it was how old were these kids? Five to 12. Okay. So kids with very short attention spans who it was really hard to keep their oh boy. excitement about skydiving other than letting them watch people pack parachutes. Yeah. Or not pack parachutes, <laughs> land parachutes. Land. Yeah. And so uh, I brought this up to Rabbit a while back. I had asked him about the schedule, and he had forgot. And I had totally. tagged you in a, a post in the, in the staff page on Facebook, hoping that that would be a, a reminder. Didn't see it. Didn't see it. <laughs> Understandable. That's why I also sent you a text message that morning just to double yeah. check. <laughs> and so Rabbit seemed a little frustrated that he was there to do this and hadn't really worked out 
a, a plan of any sort of what he was going to teach these kids. I had worked out a plan about how I was going to teach them how to pack a parachute. That plan was out the fucking window six seconds in. <laughs> six seconds in. These kids are grabbing my lines, yanking on my risers, trying to put my rig on, climbing on top of my parachute. It was a mess, but it, it was, I was still... I going to say, there's no way you could teach those kids how to pack a parachute. No, no, no. And then pay I, attention. It, it was basically, yeah, you want to feel it? Yes! And then <laughs> 20 sets of tiny hands all over my parachute with getting like, 21 ah. sets. <laughs> fuck, fuck yourself. At least, there's where all covered in skittles and juice and sticky things <laughs> anyway uh <laughs> the point of the story was, was talking scary. to rabbit uh, before we had really started you could tell he wasn't really into it wasn't really into being there and talking to these kids yeah and uh and so he said something kind of shitty to me I and did. it was understandable i i'm sorry I, 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 officially on the podcast i'm sorry that i, I was shitty because i was and i'm it's, no, I, it's fine. Raise your left I'm, hand. I'm, we're getting swear. to redemption. So, so I walk out, and Rabbit says, "What what sort of response would you have liked me to give you?" And I said, "The condescending one you gave me was just fine." And I left. And one minute goes by, and Rabbit comes out a completely different fucking person because he just decided to not be upset about it. Yep. And he comes in, and he's like, "All right, who can count the most parachutes?" And he's just yelling at these kids. It's a level of energy that I totally would not have been able to find because, like, my brain is in okay. I got to get this group here, and where's it, where's this guy going to be, and where's this guy going to be? And um, and Rabbit just comes out and starts shouting and having a fucking blast with these kids. And they're all yelling and they're screaming and he's got them chanting shit at people who are landing parachutes. Stand up. Stand up. Yeah. Stand and it was, up. And it was great. <laughs> and it worked really well because you had made this one decision to interact. This one decision to just do it. Yeah. And so I think if you just made the one decision to just do it, whether it's... You know, whether you're going to just sit down and get through that first awkward, uncomfortable part of you talking to the microphone or to the camera and then just keep going, or you're going to grab any one of the people in this room would be happy to sit down with you, or any one of the drop zones is going to sit down with you, or anyone at any of the drop zones you travel to throughout the year is going to sit down with you. If you just say, yeah, this first step is going to be shitty and it's going to be frustrating, but I'm just going to engage, then you're going to find your way into it. We struggled the first several episodes trying to figure out what we were doing. Dude, we had notes. We had we pre-gamed with dinner. We were like, man, what, what's it going to be? I wanted. I remember pre-game dinner. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Fuck that noise, dude! I ain't serving a hundred fucking dinners now. <laughs> I didn't know we'd make it to episode one hundred. Like, if we make a hundred, I will be blown well, away. Said this is ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. So now you know what we do. Now we show the fuck up. If if it's a guest I'm not super familiar with, I have three to four talking points, and I don't use them. I save them for when I need them. Okay. I think Nick does about same thing. Again, I don't, we don't use it. We don't save them. But when it comes to a guest like you, when it comes to a guest like Tex, I'm not going to have shit. I'm going to sit down. We're going to go for it. Bill, we got a live one. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you, if you have someone that knows how to tell a story, man, it's all we got to do is sit down and say, let's go. Yeah. And yep. not, not even somebody tell a story, somebody who can engage with you. But, uh, one of the things I've noticed is once I get going, once I get my role going, when they get all quiet, the reason is is they're looking at me and listening to me tell a story. And in the middle of that story, like right now, I tend to go, oh, my God, they're listening to me. All eyes are on me, and I'm talking, and my mouth is still going, and I'm still telling the story, and holy shit, look at this. They're really interested in what I'm saying. I better keep on going with whatever it is that I'm saying because they really look like they're rich. And I'm Don't like, fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. That's in my head while the story's going on. 
weird, weird thing to have happen being on this side of the the sofa chair thing. I, I think that's super normal. Do you get that, DJ? Not, yes. Not as much now because we're used to well, it. I, I think you, you are really great, and I've complimented you on this before. You're really at great at continuing to speak and filling the silence while you're also formulating a good question in your brain. I'm also very amazed at how back, how much you can come back from a rabbit hole, no matter how many inches deep you are. Right. It's called Rolodexing. I've gotten good at that. <laughs> I've learned that skill. Like getting back to what you were saying, it's like, what the fuck? How, how did you remember the conversation like five fucking rabbit holes ago? And see, that's where I'm going the opposite from. I'm not coming yeah, back. I want to keep going. I, I just want you to know, <laughs> as we start continually. here, we're not going back to whatever it was yeah. we were talking about. Because <laughs> if you want to finish a thought, you better get it finished before we start heading down the next hole. Right. Because we're not coming back. Yeah, so that's the idea shit. behind what I'm doing as opposed to yeah. trying to remember like you do. <laughs> The very beginning of the show, you actually said, here I go down a rabbit hole. Right. And I was like, I'm going to bring it back to that at the end because. And for me, one of the secrets of this show for me is is I think a lot of us take personal challenge out of anything we do. And I've used this show to become a better listener. And you and I have had a lot of conversations personally about this. And sure. you've given me a, a lot of good insight. And thank you. Yeah. Um, and so know those struggles you have. And say, you know what? This is a great way for me to overcome that. Beginning of the show, you're like, well, here I go down the rabbit hole. Holy shit, you got me talking. You said almost those exact words. Yeah, yeah. And then you said, fuck it. And you went with it. So, dude, I think you have tons to offer. I think your stories are fun. I wouldn't ask you to be on this show. Three times. Three (laughs) times. I wouldn't, dude, I hang out with you (laughs) as much as we can. You travel way too fucking much. Yeah, that's true. But, dude, I, I, I would encourage you to not commit to a schedule. We, we, have a, we have our own style. Yeah, you do. You don't need to emulate our style. Wazzy Circus Radio. By the way, Wazzy Circus Radio. Shout I was on Wazzy Circus Radio, I think episode number 19 or 20, in September of last year. And this May, he finally got the audio podcast out of me. Apparently, there was some huge upload problem. So uh, check out Wazzy Circus Radio. I actually was on that. We talked shit about Nick Lott the entire time. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, yeah. No, we do uh, pay out. Sounds like a good conversation. Uh, actually, Waz said, shout out to the mighty, mighty Nikla. I'm not fucking joking. It's, <laughs> that's just if you know Waz, he says this. Um, but you don't have to follow. He doesn't follow my format. Uh, I don't follow Skydive Radio, Johnny Dave's Walker format. Right, right. right. I, we, we, none of us do the same thing, man. Do what you do. Be you. The rabbit hole sporadically pops up anywhere and everywhere. It doesn't have a path. It doesn't have a journey. It can branch off anywhere in any way it wants. Dude, I just don't, don't even. Th- thanks for the encouragement. Yeah. Nick, think, thanks for pointing out that this weekend because I didn't think about that in DJ and I's conversation that I do make decisions. I, I made a decision to go from my dark place to my happy place. Making decisions about your life and then just going with it sometimes works out great. Sometimes it works out fucking awful but sometimes it, it, especially if they're good decisions it works out great like me going and playing with the kids and just going total animation because fuck it i could and i'm glad it worked out for you i'm glad that that wasn't something that was like rabbit you freaking took over and made this oh my god look what you did because it could have gone that way easily why are you getting these kids riled up man we're trying to get them all settled down that's who's gonna get a bunch of five-year-olds settled down 
That couldn't possibly <laughs> be the goal. <laughs> those those teachers did. Yeah, I guess they the got them all in got lines got in and line. shit and in groups and made them behave and fucking lifting those kids into the airplane and out of the airplane. I got I got a damn workout doing that. But they were organized. Okay, we're only getting half of these people in and then going with it. That kind of organization is for some people. And the kind of sporadic freaking go off and yell at the skydivers as they're landing kind of thing will really put them off. And I'm glad that's, that didn't happen. I'm glad everybody had a good time with it. Yeah, I mean, I think that the goal was to just bring out, I mean, they reached out to us, and they said that they had done this once before. And I can't find anyone who works at the drop zone who's for sure seen this this field trip thing happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, they reached out a couple months ago. You, you you think you've seen it happen, DJ? I don't yeah. know if it's the same group, but I've seen a big field trip of this age kids out before. Yeah. It's how, been years. How long? How many years? Yeah, I Coop was still working here. Yeah. That long. Wait ago. a minute. Time out. Nah, actually, he did work. I was going to say, who worked? <laughs> <laughs> so this is it, it, more yeah. than seven years ago because yeah. pre-nationals. Like so pre-09. Pre-09. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to okay. say like 06, 07, 08. I would be really surprised if this group... What's the same group? Yeah, if if this organization has been around that long, I'd be really surprised. Yeah, I don't think it's the same. I don't know if it's the same group at all. But uh, yeah, they reached out, said, "Hey, we have this group of kids," and they were talking to me about. I I understood it was a school coming out, not realizing that it was summer and everyone's out of school, so it's more of like a summer camp sort of group. And it seems really elective that they don't know how many kids they're going to have on a given day. Sometimes you know when there's bad weather, the parents don't want to take them out to go to this camp thing. So it's like a daily summer camp. It's not like you send them away and they're gone for all summer. Sometimes you take them, sometimes you don't. Gotcha. And so uh, they didn't really know what they wanted to see other than skydiving. So that's why I, I brainstormed, okay, we can show them how to pack a parachute. We can talk to them about airplanes. We can talk to them about jumping by yourself. You can talk to them about doing your first skydive. And that was totally way too much. I haven't spent a lot of time around five-year-olds, but uh, <laughs> that was too much. Don't lie. <laughs> Most of the time, hey. they're gagged in the back of your well, pants. Oh. <laughs> so you did see what I was doing this Sunday. Hence <laughs> the size of the van. <laughs> Who was driving the van? I no, was we going to say, apparently, we were, parked, we were parked in the church parking lot. They room. don't vet their destinations very well because they let you around children. Well, they uh, <laughs> took that tracker off of the van and been back in business. <laughs> <laughs> I had to walk down a job actually for a company that uh, revamps uh, schools. They they change their efficiency. They put in uh, higher efficiency uh, transformers, electrical gear, uh, lighting, occupancy sensors, that kind of thing. They're a very large outfit. Uh, they do it for all kinds of commercial buildings, school districts. As long as they can say to the school district that they're going to have their ROI within 10 years, it's an automatic paycheck. So I went and I walked down a job in a high school. All I had to do is show, my, show my driver's license, and I'm walking around. I'm like, this is fucking weird. I haven't been in a high school for, fuck, I don't even know, like 20 years. And then you started thinking about kidnapping children, <laughs> didn't you? And you I didn't go like, in with that plan, but it developed. <laughs> they're looking good in their little uniforms. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> really. And it gets weird again. Yeah, I just crossed that line. But yeah, that uh, shit was weird, yo. But yeah, so this group, 5 to 12 year old, they're all gymnasts too. I don't know if they all yeah. do gymnastics or if that's like if it's centered around gymnastics. But uh, I was a lot better at handstands than any of those little shits. 
Uh, yeah, I'm glad I I uh, didn't know that up front. Or no those kids would have been doing gymnastics out of the grass with the, the fire ants. They started tumble. Oh. They got so disinterested in my packing of the parachute that they started tumbling on the little mat that's right there. They started oh, tumbling from the front <laughs> to the back of the airplane too. I was like, "What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Get out, you little yeah." That would have been good to have Jim Colhane there for that. No wonder they were all hanging from the for the floater bar. Doing pull-ups and stuff. I'm like, everybody wants to hang from the, yeah, we want to hang from the floater bar. Oh, what the? They're gymnasts. Okay. Well, now it totally makes sense. But they're it kids, was, they're monkeys. It, it was a, a good energy to bring to the drop zone. So, and Totally was. And everyone seemed to enjoy it. It didn't seem to hinder anybody's day too badly. Speaking of good energies bringing to the drop zone, Mr. Rabbit, Yo. thank you for bringing your energy here tonight. Hey, um, anytime, man. Man, it's uh, it's always fun to have you here. We never can stay on path. We always wander down the rabbit hole. <laughs> so uh, whether it's with you or whether it's somebody else, before we get closing out, before we shut down, yep. what you got? What have I got? I've got this weekend. I've got uh, San Marcos. Come and take it. Yeah, the come and take it boogie. San Marcos uh, bringing BA over there. We're going to have uh, two otters in a caravan next weekend, 4th of July, up in Dallas. Revolution Boogie! Yep, taking in an otter up there. Uh, probably BA oh, for I'm that one. I'm excited about that. Uh, then I get a weekend off and then the dog show. Dude, you've got an action-packed month. Guys and gals, if you see Mr. Rabbit on the drop zone, come up and say, I would like to be on the rabbit hole. Come up and ask him about the rabbit hole. Come up and yep. encourage him, because I bet you if our friends encourage you, you'll be more and more interested. We're, we're going to try. We're not going to try. We are going to do something. There is how do I get no a try? How do I get a mustache ride to do, the rabbit hole? Don't I? Huh? Oh. First, first thing you do is open your <laughs> mouth like this, and then just stay there for just a second. You'll have... <laughs> You'll have a nice little trip down the road. So our next show is going to be July 2nd. That's next week. It's our 100th episode. It's our 100th fucking show. So July actually not only marks our 100th show, but it's going to mark something else. July is when I really start making the big push for Gravity Lab Film Festival. So beginning next month, we're going to have our graphic designer, Adam from Option Studios, getting to work on this motherfucker. He is going to get the flyer available. But October 26th, we will have the film festival at Skydive Spaceland, one location, one location only, one winner, one winner only. We're throwing the big shindig. No matter where you're from, no matter what oh. you're doing, come check it, it out. It would be super cool if people traveled to take part in the film festival. I heard a rumor yeah, that somebody dope, somebody who makes crazy-ass killer videos, is making a sequel to their video. That's all I'll to tell you. I can't wait to see if that person Mr. makes me? that video. No, it's not Number me. one. No. Number two, I know somebody who's putting together a dope, dope video Kind of a throwback to a great skydiving movie. I've heard some really killer ideas out there right now, Ooh. and I can't wait till you guys see the trailer video that Nick throws together. The, it involves the promo video. me with no clothes on, no, pa- no pants on specifically. For sure. The music is dope. You it's off the hook. You heard that. You yeah. heard that, Jimmy. <laughs> and you I said you hope somebody. intro with the mic drop. At the you end. said you hope somebody comes in from out of town with videos, right? Oh, yeah. So what happens the week of Gravity Lab Film Festival? Oh, yeah, the Jump Package reunion. That's October right. 21st through 27th is the Jump Package reunion. Oh. Kate, our, our accountant at Skydive Spaceland, said, I would love to have a reunion with all our friends to come back. Yeah. And she said that two or three times. I said, Kate, we're going to make it happen. It's an unofficial event. There's nothing special. There's nothing crazy. I have nothing to offer you guys to show up to this except for to see your friends, to see your family, to love 
and have a fucking good time. What is a jump package? All those anyway? JPCs. The jump package. If you listen to this show and you don't know what the jump package is, go back and listen to the show because <laughs> god damn it, we have three or four jump package awesome. guests. Actually, uh, Br- uh, Jackson Brockwell wants to be on the show, and you know Jackson will have him on. They're talking about having him and Elvin on the show together. Our new boy Josh Hawkins. We have a few of the <laughs> nope. jump package cunts who want to do nope. this. Oh, that's gonna be so. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't you? <laughs> so if you don't know what the jump package is, yeah. Go figure it out, guys. Okay. Mr. P, what you got? <sighs> Nothing. Size. I'm all caught up. Mr. G, we're going to find an artist to do a dope version of Monty and get you a tattoo. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. You got uh, any- <laughs> this, this weekend's the three-way speed star competition. Ooh. One of my favorites of all times of the transitions program. So nice. all space land drop zones show up if you've got a uh, hundred or less jumps. Uh, you'll get some free coaching and get to take place in Spaceland wide competition for three way speed stars. It's gonna be so much fun. And don't quote me on this because I'm wrong about shit all the time. But I think the grand prize winner, the the, the team that I don't have my computer up places and I can't the look it up. best. You yes, you can. You've got a crazy computer there now. Uh, the winner of everything, the the the, the first place of all the Spacelands. I think it's something like free jumps for a day or some shit like that. It usually is. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've done prizes like that before. So definitely doable, definitely possible. We don't care if we're right or we're wrong. For now, white boy hit some funky crazy music. He's trying to figure out where that is. I caught him off guard tonight. It's not playing. I'm waiting for iTunes to catch up to me. There it is. <laughs> I had to press it four times. <laughs> Guys and gals, Gravity Lab Radio, Good episode 99. Mr. Rabbit, 99. thank you. Awesome. Thanks, man. Love having you here, brother. Let's go down the rabbit hole on your show next time. All right, let's do it. Blue skies, we're the fuck out. How Ow. many inches deep into the rabbit hole, though? Both. <laughs>